On episode 17 of Pixel Gaiden. Ten. We catch up after Cody's vacation. Nine. We picked up a lot of games. We played a lot of games. Seven. There's a new Atari controller review. Eric goes handheld. Cody's arcade one-up cabinet. Four. Six good Neo Geo games. Three. Cody talks about his 8-bit history. Eric gets mod happy. One. Another visitor. Stay while. Stay forever. Welcome to Pixel Guidance. Introducing your host, Eric Nelson and Corey Hoffman! Here we go, the second episode of August 2019. I'm sitting across from a very dapper Eric. Thank Nelson. you. Well, I'm blushing. It's mostly because you're wearing a really cool throwback Supersonic shirt. My retro. I, I, everything's <laughs> retro for me. I Basketball team that doesn't exist anymore. I've got my uh, Space Invaders rehash shirt. Excellent. It's one of those shirts that even though I like the way it looks and it's very retro video gamey it's obviously like from like an american outfitters or one of those places that eh. that's just kind of throwing it to the masses but hey i like it i get gifts like that all the time i mean i got the little nintendo controller that i think you got at target like the shirt that has i have one of those too it, it yeah. says something like uh, uh yeah i don't some know cheeky thing about being old school or whatever yeah but i wear it i mean it's yeah. it's all good absolutely all right well um quick questions that's how we do this let's right? do it all right Quick questions! Eric. Yeah. You and I buy a lot of games. A lot of games. Many of them are physical. Yes. What would you honestly say, out of all your physical games you've purchased, Mm -hmm. what percentage of those games, we'll say recently, like in the last few years, have you not played at all? Or almost none? Or almost none? That's a key. That's key. Or almost almost none? none. Oh, yeah. So... I was just thinking about this the other day. I'm looking through... Of all the systems I have, I probably have more games for the Xbox 360 than any other. I probably have 120, 150 games for that. Oh, wow. Okay. And I can tell you right now I've beaten two of them. (laughs) I have... So quick math, that's like... (laughs) (laughs) Using American... uh, educational system here uh, let's do some <laughs> core math on this um and i've probably played more than an hour of maybe half of them okay <laughs> and the other i probably played for literally like an hour or maybe two and then i just said nah this isn't for me and so, I, but so your reasoning though is that you've tried them and you didn't like them yeah you moved th- on i i have not bought a game and not tried it I I, okay. I I I mean I'm sure I have, but it's very very rare. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's very rare, and and I'm starting to do that with the Xbox One. I don't have nearly as many games. I probably have 30 games for the Xbox One. I I haven't beat beaten any of them, and they they I play. I don't think I've played more than a few hours than in most of okay. them. Yeah. So I have kind of a the same problem, but completely opposite. Oh, okay. That's kind of a weird way to put it. Yeah. Um, I buy games saying all right i really want to play this game mm-hmm. I found it for a great price or whatever i'll have to get to that eventually yeah but first i need to finish the game i'm playing now i want to beat it see and i don't do that at and all and i should 
would say in the last five years, mm-hmm. I have played 10% or less of the games I've purchased. Y- yeah, you, you do mention that a lot. Yeah. So I'm like, right now, I, and we'll talk about some of these later, I just picked up some more Wii games, but I'm looking at all my Wii games right there. Yeah. I'm very excited about like almost all those games. I've played four of them. Yeah. Um, and I'm pointing to about 15. So you're like a, what, a decade behind? Like, <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, that's always it. Um, if, if you look at my Switch games right there, about half of them are still sealed. Yeah. Um, I've had a much better track record with the Switch. I've, I stick, I have more, uh, what do they call that, attachment in attachment the marketing rate. world? <laughs> the attachment rate. I have a higher attachment rate with Switch games for some reason. I really love the Switch. I yeah. mean, it's been so much better for me than the Xbox One. For me, the reason the Switch is... Well, it's about the same to me, honestly. You can see Reverie's still closed. Ghoul Boy's still closed. Yep. Um, I've got a pile right here in front of me we'll talk about soon, but half of those are... I haven't played a single one. Yeah. I've got five or six games right there I haven't touched yet. Yeah. Um, for me, it's just I have an issue moving on to another game until I beat beaten the current game. And I wish I was more like that, and I'm not. I, I, I will get through a game until something else catches my eye. Yeah, and then I just move on to something else, and and it it takes a really odd game, not odd, but really good game that I love that I stick with it, and it's happened. I mean, it it's happened in recent history, but it just doesn't happen that often. It happened more often back in the day. It doesn't doesn't happen that often nowadays. Gotcha. Yeah. In so. fact, like right now, I'm in a situation where, and we'll talk about these games shortly. <clears throat> I have a Switch game. Yeah. I have a Neo Geo Pocket game. I have a PS4 game. I have, I think, four games right now that I'm right at the very end, and I won't. I can't start anything else until I finish them. Yeah, because um, I've uh, I usually only play one game on a system at a time until I either decide I don't want to play it anymore, which is rare, or I beat it. And so right now I have four games that at this point it almost feels like a chore. Yeah, I like I need to finish this. Like I need to like that's a, I need to mow the lawn. I need to balance the checkbook. I need to finish my Switch game. Yeah, like that. It becomes it becomes do. a chore to do because yeah. I want to. I want to finish it so I can move on. And, and <laughs> I mean, realistically, I could just move on, but I do want to finish it. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's this hard thing. Sometimes I, it's it's a grind, and I don't necessarily want to do it. But yeah. I feel like I need to. But most of the time, I do want to finish it. But that very last part is usually a lot harder than the rest of the game. Yeah, so you kind of sit there and you have to fight against it for a while see i just throw in the towel too early sometimes like i or, or guacamole yeah guacamole exactly which i loved i loved that game i played it see right there just the word you use loved past tense yep that's right and you're mentally you're not going back to it probably not Ugh. yeah which it's, no drives you crazy but and i know where you stop there's still plenty more good game to play the funny thing is it's great for podcasting though because i get a wider depth of games <laughs> Like, I play more games, but I don't finish them. <laughs> yeah. It's great for podcasting. There though. you go. Sorry. Sure. All right. Cool. So my question to you is, what is your favorite retro handheld gaming system? And what is your favorite game on it? So that doesn't mean your favorite game of all. It just means your favorite game on that, your Correct. favorite which is, system. Which is an important differentiation. Correct. Um, so it's funny you ask that because I literally... Because I've been on vacation for two weeks. Yes. And I just got back a few days ago. Mm-hmm. I finally listened to our last episode. Because okay. I do listen to every episode. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, it's good for record keeping, amongst other things. And yeah. I just like to hear my own sultry voice. That's right. Um, 
But I did mention on that episode that the Neo Geo Pocket is my favorite handheld, and if I lost all my stuff right now, the first handheld I'd buy would be the Neo Geo Pocket again. Sweet. So nice. And what's your favorite I'd be a liar if I didn't stick with that. Okay. And uh, I think it is. I, I love it. Uh, my favorite game on that. Now, that's an interesting question, because what I've loved about the Neo Geo Pocket is I've been playing through games. Um, which one have I enjoyed the most? Hmm. I really enjoyed Dark Arms. Oh, really? Which is a cool little action RPG. Yeah. Um, but it did have its faults. It wasn't a perfect game by any means. What about that Card Fighters game? I really like the card. That might be it. Yeah. And it has replayability. I mean, that's yeah. If, so I'd say if it's like a Desert Island game, yeah, probably Card Fighter. Card Fighter. Cool. I had to that. think. I had to think about this. I think it's the Game Boy Advance. I think that's probably my favorite system, and it's not so much the catalog or the library. It's, I think it's one of the most perfect handheld systems, hardware wise. Talking about the SP, or are you talking about the standard Advance? Um, no, 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 the SP. SP, yeah, yeah, yeah. The SP, the 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 one we got, the because I know you got it recently. No, uh, I don't want to foreshadowing. Give that away. Foreshadowing. Yeah. Um, no, no, I love. I my mentioned Game Boy in the Advance. last show that it was on its way. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just think it's the perfect size. It's the clamshell, so you can't scratch the screen up when it's closed. Um, the buttons all feel good, and they're in the right places. I think it's the perfect mobile system. I I agree with all that, except I do kind of have cla- crap claws when I'm trying to play it. Er- I, with the bumper, Ergonomically, sure. it's a little hard for me. Uh, yep. And I agree with that to a point, um, but I do think that it's just the easiest for putting in your pocket and going somewhere. Yeah. Um, and I think my favorite game... Not the game, Nintendo Switch Lite? No. Well, maybe. I don't know. I don't have a Lite. I haven't wrapped my paws around that one yet. <laughs> yep. And I think my favorite game on there that I've played over the years is Advance Wars. Good call. I think it's probably my favorite game on that system. Not my favorite I, game of all, I think but, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the first games that made me fall in love with the strategy kind of turn-based strategy games on a yeah. mobile system so yeah very cool cool so real quick we'd like to announce our patrons again yep um please go ahead and hop on over to patreon.com forward slash pixel guide if you wish to donate monetarily to the show yep um we of course we'd also it. appreciate uh just as much if you just tell people about the show yep if you absolutely. can go on apple itunes or apple what's it called apple podcast it's called apple podcast now yeah leave a review um yep. leave a rating on any podcast uh forum actually we'd appreciate that but i know apple is kind of the kingpin of all that whole thing so yeah um but we've got uh four pa- patrons currently and we'd like to make sure you guys know about them yep tim drew from the uk jim, oh, jim tessier are we going back and forth here uh, sure why not Jim Tessier from the U.S., uh, Henrik Ladefagen. Roy Fielding from the U.K. Yep. And um, two beer manufacturers and brewers everywhere. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Although we pay for that patronage, but... And we didn't say uh, uh, Henrik is from Denmark. I want to make sure that's go. clearly stated. <laughs> <laughs> Denmark. Denmark. With no accent this time. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I don't want to offend with my crappy accent. I can't wait for you inaccurate. to hear that. My crappy and inaccurate accent. Listen to yourself, dude. I wish I could videotape you listening to yourself, and you're gonna squirm all over the place. Well, we did errata in the first uh, show of the month, so um, and we also did news. So with our new format here, it's time for us to simply 
Catch up. Catching up. Catching up with Eric and Cody. So, of course, when we catch up, we like to do so over a couple of brewskis. That's right. This isn't too adventurous. This is uh, Kona Brewing Company, Big Wave Golden Ale. Which we both already enjoy. Yes. You've Uh, been to Hawaii? Have you been to the Kona Brewing Company? I have. Yeah, it's a pretty nice little uh, digs they got there. So, fun fact. Yeah. um, Kona Brewing Company made their beer, obviously, in Hawaii and got Mm -hmm. very popular there. They did. It became very popular in Japan, which is actually closer to Hawaii than California. Definitely. Um, and so I remember going on that tour. I don't know if you... Um, sounds like you were on it, I too. did, yeah. So one of the things they said there, which was interesting, is that um, all the beer they make in Hawaii goes to Hawaii and to the to Asia. Yes. To, mostly Japan, yep. but to Asia. So the the beer we get here on the mainland... Yeah, it says it on the can. What, where is I it? I want to say it was in... Was it Seattle? Um, so basically, the atmosphere for this their strain of yeast um, was most, I guess, whatever. I, the, in the, the location, I want either Seattle or Oregon. I want to say it was Seattle. Portsmouth, New Portsmouth? Hampshire. Or Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon. But they have one on the, on the East Coast, too. Portsmouth. Okay. So New anyways, Hampshire, yeah. um, so they make it there for the mainland. So this mm-hmm. stuff was made here on the mainland. Sure. And as um, long as it's the same recipe, that kind of stuff doesn't bother me. Yeah, well, yeah. but they didn't put it in a warm climate because it wouldn't wouldn't be humid or whatever yes. humidity or whatever. I don't know. Correct. So, anyways, they make it there. I found that interesting. But Let's do a cheers here. Cheers. Cheers. All right. So I'm drinking out of. Go ahead and take your sip. I'm drinking oh. out of a super corny, over the top um, rainforest cafe from downtown Disney glass. And I'm drinking out of a Dave and Buster's mug. That's a retro video game mug right there. That's for right. Mm-hmm. Excellent. This is always a good one. I mean, it's uh, it's nothing to write home about, but it's I'm gonna, good. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. Out of the three we've had tonight, including the last episode, All right. where we did chocolate vanilla. This is my favorite. All right. That's good. It, it is. That's good. But, you know... It's still not. I picked those other ones out, you know, with heart. I tried to... No, I enjoyed them. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I enjoyed them. Yeah, yeah. Um... No, we need, oh, we'll I, I always want to have one beer that's kind of adventurous, and I was oh, hoping absolutely. that that chocolate one was a bit adventurous, but it was, it was okay. Actually, the chocolate one I thought was better than the vanilla. The vanilla one? We never rated it, but... Yeah. We could have used vanilla beans as I, the rating I system. I wouldn't drink the vanilla one again. It was kind of meh. Okay. Sorry, Dust Bowl. <laughs> um, all right. So I did take a two-week vacation, so I did want to yep. kind of run through it really quick, even though it's not particularly the game-related, but... sure. I hopped across the, to the other side of the United States, and uh, my wife and I are very into NASCAR. Yeah. So we forced our daughters to go along with us and watch a race both in Pennsylvania and then a race up in upstate New York. Cool. So while we were there, we also visited, uh, we stayed in Philadelphia. Ooh, neat. Uh, then we made, we did, uh, just because we had to, it's not really my thing, but we spent one day in New York City. Beautiful. Um, and while we were in New York City... You know, I was like, the girls kept wanting to go to all the big stores and stuff around there. And I'm thinking to myself, girls, we're not here to shop. We're here to see the sights and sounds of New York. And I'm like, which is pretty much shopping. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, all right, we'll go to the stupid stores. Um, And we quickly, we saw the Empire State Building. We went Mm -hmm. to Stardusters, which is like this, uh, uh, people that are trying to make it on Broadway where they they, uh, serve you. Yeah. But then they all get to stand up, you know, and sing songs while they're serving you. And hmm. it's that, pretty cool. That is pretty cool. You know, I took a New York City trip uh, 
two years ago. Yeah. With the family. with My son had to stay back behind, but we went there, and I really wanted to go to the Nintendo store, because you know there's one by uh, the World Trade Center. So that's what I was going to do next. We did Central Park, and we came back and went to the American Girl doll store for my girls, and they yes. went nuts over stupidly overpriced dolls. Yeah. And then I hopped into the Nintendo store, and... That's cool. I didn't get a chance to go. We walked right by it, but you we didn't have time to go. Nothing. Really? Well, That's I'm glad the truth to hear that. Of it. That makes me feel better. <laughs> I, I really, I was, and I, I kind of heard from somebody else on another podcast that it was, it's, it's basically like walking through the Nintendo section of Walmart, but with everything spread way out and like Nintendo clothes. Okay. Um, there was a few like statues like of Mario that were like four foot tall, kind of cool, big Donkey Kong, I think. There's one place upstairs where they had a display case that kind of showed all the Nintendo hardware. Yeah. Except they didn't show all the Nintendo hardware. They missed all kinds of stuff. Really? Did they show some retro stuff? Like it, There's one display case. Oh, um, wow. Probably smaller than my bookshelf here. That's pretty lame. Um, they had like, I mean, I had more, I have more gaming watches than they had on display. Yeah. Frankly, I mean, um, if you go to the computer museum in Mountain View, yeah. they have... They have pretty quite a bit of stuff. <laughs> I've heard, yeah. I want to. I haven't been there yet. I want to see that. But. Yeah. And then they had this one, you know, because it's New York and they have to have something spectacular. They had this. It fell far short, but one little area where they had like famous Nintendo characters relics. Yeah. So my daughter was all excited to see Princess Peach's scepter and crown. Yeah. But it was clearly made out of like ceramic. Yeah. Like some dude just like made it in his garage. <laughs> it, <was> just, <laughs> it was not super amazing. Well, so. I'm kind of I guess I'm kind of glad I didn't stop. Of course, in. everything was MSRP, and there's you know, yeah, people a lot. But I don't yeah. know what it is. People were there buying stuff like crazy. So that's I'm weird. sure it's making them money. But people, yeah. oh, I'm at the Nintendo store. I have to buy something. How about a full priced fifty nine ninety nine version of Skyrim? Yeah. Well. All right. Well, kind of glad I didn't go in there. Yeah, I mean, we were walking right by it, so I don't regret going in there. No, but I would have too. But I, that's my trip report. Yeah, yeah. right on. Um, American Girl doll is actually mo- much more impressive. Yeah, they even had a not that we did it. They even had a little cafe where you could uh, pay to go sit down and eat with your American Girl doll, and they'll serve your American Girl doll tea as well. So I did go in there because oh, we, we, we did see the cafe. We went up there and we looked at the cafe. So <laughs> we actually went to that very same store. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I kind of blocked it out of my memory. <laughs> it, it was, was like, what the hell are longer. these? I was, was like, what the hell are these creepy dolls around here? It was longer than I wanted to be there, but um, but no, we went to the cafe, and I I kind of thought at least they're building like this cool kind of atmosphere, kind of community of dolls and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I was it was cool for that, but yeah, I didn't want to stay very long. Yeah, that's not my thing. No, um, I did see like a few. So listen, listen to everything I have to say here, but I did see a few. I'm going to call them. Um, fully grown women, just adult women in there, like talking about dolls. Yeah. And then I thought about us, and I'm like, well, we're fully grown men talking about video games, so yeah. I can't judge. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't judge that too harshly. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, all right, you do your thing, ladies. And I'll go to the <laughs> Nintendo store. Um, so then we made it up to upstate New York by the Finger Lakes, which is really cool because we got a cabin right on one of the lakes, Lake Owasco. Mm-hmm. And I did a lot of fishing. I love fishing. Caught me um, yeah. some... I got the biggest bass I've ever caught in my life. It's probably about seven and a half pounds, something like that. Wow. Um, tons of rock bass, tons of yellow perch. I don't know if anybody fishes out there, but I love fishing. I fished a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. yeah. And my goal is to catch a northern pike ever since I was a little kid. Like, pike are this long... 
they're big ish, long fish with razor sharp teeth. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were swimming in that lake all the whole time. I never told my girls what pike looked like. So after we were done, I showed them, and they're like, "Yeah, we're not going in that water again." I'm like that's why I didn't show you yet. I mean, they're not going to bite people, but no. Um, anyways, you're supposed to have a wire leader on there so that when they bite your your hook, they don't bite through the line. Well, at the the very last day, like right, we already had everything packed. I'm like, well, and I bought a pole, just a fifteen dollar Walmart Walmart pole to use. Um, I started fishing in there. The first cast, I caught a big bass, and then like two or three casts later, uh, I saw. Something hit my line. I saw a pike jump in the air. I'm like, I got a pike. And then it hit the water. Next thing I know, there was nothing on my line. It just broke through. It cleaved through. Wow. And there was nothing. Because oh. I didn't have that, that wire leader. Yeah. So he he stole my $5 bait, but whatever. <laughs> um, but it was fun. Then we went to a couple of NASCAR races. Ended up in Canada at Niagara Falls, which was not what I expected. The falls were awesome. But I always, in my mind, pictured, like, this little family road trip. You go see the big, humongous, amazing Niagara Falls, stay in a little flea bag motel and head home. It's like a mini Vegas. There's lights and uh, marijuana's legal there because I smelt it everywhere. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because it's also very family-oriented because there was a couple casinos, but all the stuff on the quote-unquote strip, if you want to call it that, was all, like, fun houses and haunted houses, World Guin- Guinness Book World Records, go-karts. Mm-hmm. It was just, but it was it was so bizarre. I yeah. did have poutine. I've always wanted to have poutine. Oh yeah, so I enjoyed that. Had, I enjoyed it. Mm. I was my my one of my daughters and I enjoyed it. The other my wife and my other daughter <laughs> sat there and stared at us and said, "Stop eating gross." Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways, so that was my vacation. Cool. Which had an Nintendo, had fun. A Nintendo store involved in it, but you didn't stop off at any retro stores. <clears throat> um, I no, I did. I honestly did look up. Oh, that's a good point. I looked them up. They were all way outside of where we were in Philly. Yeah. Um, but in New York City, we were walking, and I told my family, I saw this one retro store. I just walked by. I'm like, sorry, guys, we're going in. We have to go in. It was the most amazing retro store I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, man. Everything you could want was in there. Uh, <clears throat> we talked about Wonderswan games. They yeah. had like 40. Wow. Um, they had everything you could want in there. Uh Saturn games, import games. It was just packed. Jeez. So, what was it? Well, do you remember? Do you remember, do you remember what it was called? No, I don't. Okay. It's called something kind of generic, but okay. Do you remember what I said about how there's two types of retro video game stores, right? Yeah. Do you remember what they were? No. Go ahead. Tell me. There are stores that have great prices but nothing to oh, offer. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Or there are stores that have everything but they are very freaking expensive. Oh well, it's if it was in New York, it's going to be expensive. And this place, everything was. A, literally double eBay prices. Okay. So if you're looking at a Mega Man cartridge that you're used to paying 25 bucks, it's 50 to 60. Yeah. I mean, there's no way I was buying it. But they had a there. huge they collection. They had everything, and that's probably because they never sold. I mean, they, I'm sure they sold. They didn't have to sell as much. You know, they only have to sell literally a third as much stuff. But they had super markup. rare stuff. They had everything. Well, geez. I mean, that would be just fun to walk in and take a look. I mean, I... And I mean, if it's something that I, I mean, I I can be an impulse buyer if it's something I'm really looking for and I've been a hard time finding it on eBay. If I walked into a place and and something I really wanted was there, like when I got my Vectrex, 
if I didn't find that, if I hadn't found that, like you were talking about getting your Vectrex in Stockton, right? Yeah, that was a fluke. That was really cool. But if I walked into a local store and saw Vectrex, even right now, and I have one, but it was better than mine and sh- better shape, because mine's not in great shape. <laughs> Sold. I, I, I just get it. Well, well, what do you want? 300 bucks? All right. <laughs> 300 bucks. It doesn't matter. I'd get it. So that place, I probably would have gone broke. I don't disagree with you if things are 20, 30% high, but I mean, this was double. But I mean, all the super rare stuff. I mean, I can't name, I can't even think of anything right now I'm really looking for, but yeah, I mean, but I mean, I, I'm talking the stuff I was like, oh, that's cool. How much is that? 300 for like yeah. one game. No. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember if there was any, nope. like, did, was it just video game consoles or were there computer stuff in there? It was all console stuff. Okay. Um, yeah. There might have been some computer. I mean, the walls were packed. Yeah. There's probably some console stuff in there, but they were... Was it a big place or like most New York places are pretty small but packed? Um, c- by New York standards, it was pretty big. Okay. Wow. I mean, it was still thin, but it was deep. When, when I went to New York, I, I, I looked it up, but nothing was nearby where we were staying. Yeah. That, that place was amazing, but and okay. I just saw it out of the corner of my eye as we walked by it. I'm like, yep, we're going in. Nifty. Yeah. That was cool. cool. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you're holding me accountable so here. I am holding accountable. Again, because I just listened to our last episode. Yep. You, you made a promise. Yes. To well, try Panzer Dragoon. You literally said, I promise. Yeah, I but, I, <laughs> I, but I... But I, I'll have to go back and listen to Panzer the Dragoon 2. Yep. And I... Spy. Spy. Which I did pull off my shelf and I looked at it. Oh, that is something. And based on... What you'll hear later in this episode about right. my recent purchases, I didn't play it now, but okay. it's I bumped it up. It's on my list to play. You will hear about it in September. I I promise. Promise with an L. <laughs> I heard the L. I'm not um, sure what that means, but uh, it just means that <laughs> I can't be held accountable. But um, fingers are crossed behind my back. I will. I I I, I honestly I, I I mean this. I. I thought about it like about two weeks ago, but I got busy with other stuff, That's which funny. we'll we'll bring up. But I, I am going to play that one. I, I do enjoy the game. It's not like it's the world's best game, but I, I do really enjoy it. So. But you told me to watch for the lockout lock on mechanics. Like yep. you need to use that. No, it, it's going in. I didn't. I just didn't hook my Saturn up. I mean, it's, it's sitting on my shelf. I just haven't. But it's going to happen. Cool. So it's on my list for this next month. But September. one I think you did play because I think you texted me and said you were enjoying it was mm-hmm. the last guide in yep and i did i played that um that was earlier in the month so i don't remember a ton about it but i i tweeted about it i the, played i on played the msx it yep on the msx japanese computer played it um probably for a couple hours and i i, I love it it's great it's great and, it, and i i don't know i mean the reputation that the msx gets for um scrolling that must just be the first MSX, right? Because the MSX two, I mean, that that game scrolls perfectly. Yeah, it does. It's a beautiful game. So, um, I, I I enjoyed it. I love it. So I did play that one. So at least I fulfilled my promise on that one. Zvi will be next. Will be September. <laughs> I promise. You promise. <laughs> <laughs> well, skip that because we already talked about that in news. What gotcha. Got? Yep. What, what so, which games are you playing? And these were heavily inspired by you, like re- influence is the word yeah. I like to you use. You're an influencer. <laughs> um, you're my influencer. Whoa! That's that's romantic. <laughs> um, so I the, I bought I went on a rampage and bought like four games. I bought Blazing Chrome. Yes. I bought Child of Light. Child of Light I've played. Cool. Played The Messenger. 
And I played Chasm. Chasm? Chasm? Chasm. Cos- <laughs> cosmic Chasm. Played Chasm. Have you played Chasm? I actually haven't even heard of that one. Cause, so Chasm was a Kickstarter game a couple years back, a few years back maybe. And uh, it just made it to Switch not long ago. Um, it is like a platforming RPG. So it's got Perfect. light RPG elements, as we're fond of saying. Um, what system do you play on Switch, Switch, right? All these are Switch games, yeah. All four of these I played on the Switch. Do you think it's on other systems as well? Probably. I, I, I bet. Probably. Uh, but it's called Chasm. Yep. Just so I'm, I'm searching on the internet yep. live to tape here. Yep. So that is the trailer, and that is the game. Yep. So... Um, of, of these... Of these four games, I spent the most time with Child of Light. I think I'm like 75% done with that. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed it, too. I love the art. Um, I, in my mind, that was a good 8 out of 10 game, but yeah, the, the com- art was very good. The gameplay was solid. Not the, amazing, but it The all combat worked. system was very innovative, I thought. You know, the timing. Turn-based, but timing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you moved your little dude around to hit, like, the little plants to get extra life while you're yes. in combat. You know what I mean? You, yep. you have this little dude. Oh, like, firefly kind of a thing. I yep. don't know. Yeah, it's been a while since I played it, but... Uh, I'm I probably 75% done, and I'll probably go back. I really like it, but I'd probably give it, like, 8 out of 10. Yeah, yeah. that's right where I put it. So, I'm watching gameplay of Chasm here. Chasm. Yeah. You got me saying Chasm. Chasm, I know. Chasm. I don't know why I said that. It actually, it's really good. Yeah. Um, really it, good. it is good. Um, I would... Parts of it get kind of uh, repetitive. So it is a semi-procedurally generated game. Uh, see, that's enough to turn me off. No, but it's not it, It's not 100%. Although so, I did just see a, a map that was very akin to like Castlevania Symphony of the Night there. Yep. Which which does it for me. It just changes up a few things to keep it fresh. So if on replays, you keep it fresh. Um, goals in the game don't change. So it's not like they're moving around the treasure any. Okay. Um, it it, it um, It's a good one. I mean, it is solid. That's I will cool. say some of the parts I was playing got a little um, repetitive. Like the, the way the worlds were. Like... Uh, not not bad. I mean, it's a fun game. It looks great. Yeah, it's got it's a unique art style that I haven't really. I mean, it's yep. So it was cheap too. It's kind of in that um, you know eight slash sixteen bit. Oh, it's definitely sixteen slash thirty two bit. Yep. Art style, but it's not done. It doesn't look like all the other games. Yep. It looks a little different. I think I paid either five ninety nine or seventy nine nine. I don't remember. Oh, yeah. So oh. it's very, very cheap. Very see, reasonably priced. See, that's priced. what I would do. I'd pick it up and be like, great, that's a great price for a great game. I'll get to that and put it 32 in my list. Yeah. And never get to it. But <sighs> Nope, that's a fun one. But out of those four, I play Child of Light the most. I really like The Messenger. Um, I love The Messenger, and I played through that whole thing. But... You did, yeah. And you, I remember you saying, which is why I bought it. Um, and I probably right now, if I had to guess, I'm 25% through. I haven't really, just because of lack of time. Um, Blazing Chrome, I just haven't had time to really dig my te- dig my teeth into it. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. yeah, it works. Yeah, it works. Um, but I will. It's a fun one, too. So that's one I was waiting to come out. I'm very excited for it. <clears throat> but I, again, digital only for 20 bucks. I think it is. I think it is, yeah. Um, I've got such a backlog of stuff yep. that I can't... Yep. I don't like paying $20 for a digital-only game anyways. Yep. Um, but it is a Contra-style run-and-gun game, which means I need to own it at some point. Oh, it's, and it is a fantastic game. You'll <laughs> love it. Um, 
I next month you will hear me not talk about buying Switch games because I've kind of like you know <laughs> yeah I, I've gone, <laughs> I've gone too far I went too far last month. I looked at my uh, statement, and it's like, Nintendo, 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 all these purchases. And I'm like, uh, uh, yeah. I got to stop it. And I did buy a store-bought one, which we're going to get to. Actually, um, yeah, that uh, we'll get to mine, too. But I also did a lot of Nintendo purchases. So Yeah. Switch headphones. Let's talk about that. Switch headphones. Where did I write that down? Oh, there it is. Uh, yeah, it's a simple one. Um, the Switch does not have connectability to your Bluetooth headset. It does not. I wish it did. So... Yeah. So between that and the fact that all of my classic retro systems do not have Bluetooth, obviously, I don't have a decent pair of headphones, or I didn't. So I basically finally said, you know what? I, I want a pair of wired, not wireless, because everything, all the good ones are wired or wireless now. Right. And there's like all the cheap ones are five bucks wired, but they sound like garbage. So I finally did some research and went on Amazon and just bit the bullet, spent about 30 bucks on a good pair of Sony um, uh, wired headphones. They're small enough, they fold together so you can put them in your pocket and stuff. They're not okay. huge like the ones we're wearing right now. And um, So in-ear? Are they in-ear or no, over-ear? No, over-ear. Okay. I don't, the in-ear thing, I don't know. Not for whatever reason, I just don't care for it. Okay. So they're over-ear, and they also do have, um, what do you call it, where it kills the sound? And like a little mute button? No. The, um, oh, the noise cancellation? Noise cancellation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So for 30 bucks, there's kind of a that's small a pair deal. of over-ear noise cancellation. They take one AAA battery that's supposed to last like 80 hours. How uh, How's the noise cancellation? It's pretty it, cool. It's very weak. Yeah. Um, I read the the, mag- the little, whatever you call it, um, Review manual. Blur- manual. Manual. Yeah, yeah. That word. Yeah, yeah. Um, on it, and it said, you know, common problems. It's like, is the noise cancellation working? It's like, answer. And it's basically saying on there, it's like the noise cancellation on these is basically tuned to like, if you're on an airplane or on a train, basically like low droning noise. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's not going to get rid of like human voices and stuff. Yeah. And to be honest, um, when the noise cancellation's on, they do sound better, mm-hmm. but it doesn't necessarily get rid of the noise, which is actually good because I personally don't like to do anything with headphones because I can't hear if my girls need me or if my wife is asking me something or I don't use headphones much I but I play my switch like almost I almost always play it on the TV <clears throat> I know that's different probably different than what you do yeah um, so I don't I just don't do that much yeah but for me as a paranoid dad I constantly want to be able to hear what's going around me mm-hmm. so I don't want everything canceled yeah but they do cancel things that like my wife's fan when she goes to bed like, that's lowered so I can hear it pretty well. Anyways, I bought a pair of decent headphones. That's all it really comes out to. Right on. Um, here's some games I have been playing, Eric. I want to hear. Well, on my PlayStation 4, I am at the very end of Borderlands 2 now. Nice. Yes. Good game. Love it. Love like I said, I beat Borderlands 1, but ne- I haven't even... I have Borderlands 2. I never play... I mean, yeah. I, I It's I just as good. It. I yeah. mean, it's just as good. The humor... Yeah. Again, I talked about last time. Humor is actually a little better. There's more humor. There's more dialogue. Okay. Problem is, there's more explosions and stuff, so you can't hear it all the time. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of a bummer. Um, but yeah, I'm at the point now where, um, you know, we just get the feeling you're like, okay, we're they start to it's a very open world, but eventually they start to rein you in down one path, and I'm basically at the end of that one path. I can tell. So good. Um, I'm 95 percent of the way done, and I just need to sit down for an hour or two and finish it up. Um, 
we talked about the Neo Geo Pocket last episode. Yes, we did. We talked about this episode. Okay. And I got addicted to Puzzle Link, a little puzzle game for it. Yeah. And uh, and I heard you talk on the last month's episode about the first 100. And yeah, you yeah, mentioned yeah. Puzzle Link. Yep. And so I got, not only did I get addicted to that game, I played hours and hours of it. And I got to the point where I am at the last level of that. Nice. Um, and I was hoping to beat it so I could say I beat it on the air here, but I have not. I, I need to get back to it. And But I'm right there at like... I think it was like eight level eight five or whatever. So that's cool. I, I've read that it's. A, I read it's a really good game. I researched it after you had mentioned it, so. and after playing it, I'm surprised they haven't made any more implementations of that type of gameplay. Um, oh, it's just fun. It's addictive. Yeah. And I've heard of this next one, so tell me about it. So yeah, this next one, I I've been hearing good things about it, and it looked the graphics looked cool, and I've been looking for just a kind of a a good old fashioned JRPG. Yeah. Um, so I started playing Cosmic Star Heroine on the Switch. And that's an RPG, right? It's just a straight RPG. Um, you know, turn-based, you know, you get abilities, you swap out your abilities, you level up, you choose who does what action on each turn. And See, the <clears> only <throat> benefit of the Nintendo Switch Online that I've gained so far, and this is a huge criticism, but the only benefit I've gained is that I can see what you're playing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I saw you playing that, and I was like, okay. And I went and went to the shop, and I looked, watched the video of the gameplay, and I was like, this is really cool. Yeah, it, it's been great. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, I, well written I also, RPG. I also paid $20 to creep on you, Eric. <laughs> every month. I stopped What's you. What's Eric? Now? Oh, this game is great. I played it for five hours. Eric played 20 plus minutes. Exactly. That's Liar. what they all say. 20 minutes, 20 Liar. minutes, 15 minutes. Um. But yeah, no, so, and I found out after the fact, and this makes sense to me, so I played a mobile game on my tablet when I first got my Amazon Kindle. Yeah. It was a Cthulhu game, and it was a, 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 a turn-based RPG, so I'm like, I gotta get it. It was like three bucks. It was called Cthulhu Saves the World, mm -hmm. and it was so cheesy, yeah. tongue-in-cheek, and it was just really cool RPG, and I, it took me about 12 hours, and I played through the whole thing as Cthulhu and Friends, Yeah, and it was super cool. Well, this this was made by the same company. Oh, I found cool. out later. I actually made a tweet about it, and they wrote to me, and I was went back and forth with them a oh, little that's bit. Neat. And they're actually coming out with a new one, in true tongue and cheek fashion. There's a new game coming out called Cthulhu Saves Christmas. But <laughs> 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 um, it's going to be kind of a sequel to that first one, and I'm all about that. So, but that they made this really game, cool. and it's really cool. Um, this game was very influenced by. Um, uh, Chrono Trigger. Oh, that's nice. Which has a, a certain feel I read to it. that, but it's more got more of a cyberpunk feel to it, right? It's a completely different theme, but yeah. like the gameplay, like you kind of walk right, right. into characters as they're walking around the map, and then depending on how close you are to them, they'll all kind of join you for the battle, Yeah, which is then turn-based. Yeah. Um, but it definitely has that feel to it, and there's a lot of storytelling, but it's also it's done during the during gameplay. It's which not I just... appreciate. I hate cutscenes, so that's great. <clears throat> yeah. Um it's it's awesome. I'll have to check that out. That might be a purchase, which I'll have to wait. Yeah, a and few I think months. it's normally <laughs> normally nine ninety nine. Um, and then when it goes, it goes on sale fairly regularly for like five bucks. Yep. So yeah. I picked it up at like five bucks. I'll definitely grab that. So I'm gonna need a drum roll here. Ooh, drum roll. I, Eric Nelson. Yes. Have beaten two games this month. What? Yep. I don't believe it. I I couldn't believe it either. Well, and and 
it's a bit subdued because this first game, <laughs> Burnout sounds three, subdued. Burnout three takedown. You've been working on that game for how many years? <laughs> That's exactly what I'm gonna say. So let, let me say this though: I had it back on the PS2 back in the day when I had a real, like, not a real, but I had a PS2, and it was real. But it was your current machine at the current time. Yeah, exactly. It was a current machine, and I had this game, and I loved it. I played it all the time. Loved it. Um, I, I didn't beat it back then, but then I, lo- I lost my PS2 some in a move or something, and but I regained a PS2 probably ten years ago. And soft modded it, did all the stuff to it, but that was one of the first games I got back because I loved that game. So I started again maybe ten years ago. I've been playing this same game save for ten <laughs> years. That's cool. I'm serious. Yeah, I believe. And you. I play like maybe a half an hour a month, an hour a month. You know what I mean? It's my go-to racing game. I love it. You've re- have you really been playing it like every month for ten years? Um, probably. Wow. Maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe I'll take a couple months off here and there. Um, but so, and, and this was accident, total by accident. I go to play it this month, and I'm like, "Hey, oh, there's one more race left. I haven't gotten a medal." Said, hey, like a creeper. Hey, yeah. Hey. Hey. So, I remember you, pretty little game. <laughs> want some ice cream? <laughs> um, so I, I beat this. I beat this final race, and it unlocks this exotic kind of Formula One looking car. I'm like, oh, that's really neat. That's pretty cool. And then all of a sudden, the credits roll. Huh. And I didn't have my phone. It was downstairs. I was like, so I would have taken a picture of that and bragged about that. Then we think you're a liar. It didn't happen. uh, And I was like, I beat the game. And then so I beat the game. So (laughs) Took you 10 years to beat the game. 10 years to beat Burnout 3 Takedown. That's awesome. So the second game is... I need to try that game because I did love Burnout Paradise, which they are releasing on the Switch. Yeah, and a lot of the things I've heard about that were that's a great game, but why do they keep releasing Paradise? They need to release and they released 3. a remastered one on the um, PS4 and Xbox One. So there was a remastered Burnout Paradise. Paradise, correct, correct. But what I've heard online is people saying that's great, but they keep doing Paradise. Why not Takedown do, is the best. Takedown is I think Takedown is the best. Now I loved Paradise as well. I, I thought was, Paradise was, was awesome. The whole collecting the cars and driving around and finding races. I thought that was really cool. A lot of people criticize that. Um, that just feeds my need for collecting things. Yes. So. Some people like racers that are on rails. You know, you, you go from race to race automatically and you don't mess around in between. But I found the messing around pretty interesting in Paradise. So Yeah, no, that's cool. And then so, picking out what car you like to race for different races. Yep. And- yep, exactly. So the second one was one I started here. On Pixel Gaiden. Pixel Gaiden. I started Super Mario 3. Do you remember that way back? That's probably an episode like three or four. I was like, hey, I'm going to play this and beat it. I was like, hey, kid. Hey. Want some candy? <laughs> I'm going to beat Super Mario 3. you got a cute little mushroom right there. <laughs> With legs. <laughs> Ooh. I'm going to be careful where I go. Yeah, we're getting rough I'm on I'm trying that. to talk about Mario. I'm honestly not trying to go there. But anyway, I beat Super Mario 3. So... Yeah, another another siren. How about a how about a one up and a coin, which is rare because my wife's beat has beaten the first one, Super Mario. Yeah, and I never beat that one. So you made Bowser fall through the bricks. Yep, I never did that. But yeah, so that one I made him do that and beat a game. Yep, a second game in a month. I am pretty amazed. Yep, you've also picked up a few things. Yes, I have. So. Because of my influence. Yep. You influenced me heavily <laughs> when you got the Neo Geo Pocket Color. 
I was like, hey, that's a pretty neat system. Hey, kid. Hey. That was a pretty neat <laughs> system. A cute little system. And, right I, I, <laughs> and I really, I did like it as I, I uh, the clicky joystick and all that stuff. <laughs> um, but I, I, so I went and I, uh, now we're going to have to lower the, the rating and the <laughs> Apple podcast is like, now explicit lyrics. He breathes into the mic creepy. Um, so I actually went and got one. Here it is. Ah, oh, I love it. I want to, I want to feel and it. And you know what? When I bought it, I thought, oh, well, this is kind of boring because it's the same color as Cody's, but no, it's, it's not. This is, I think this one's called like graphite or something. It's like a darker blue. Yeah. And it's got like a, um, I don't know how do you describe Marble. Yep. Marbling to it. And do you remember when we were talking about replacing the lens, the screen? Shh. Don't say yes, that. Yes. I just saw about something you're going to talk about later. Yep. Um, you, you, we were talking about the screen. You're like, oh, don't worry. It's an easy, it's an easy repair. Because everyone I've seen, because I've, well, I've never done it, but I've seen the Neo Geo pockets in stores. Yeah, I have. I've seen probably two or three, and they're always messed up. Like the screens are scratched up beyond belief. Yeah, um, that one wasn't beyond belief. And and if you if you'll indulge me, can I tell you a little story? Um, you have forty two seconds. So I got that on eBay, <laughs> and. He he said it was a pristine screen on eBay. I got He's it a in. Liar. I got it in, and it looked like a brand new screen. But when he packed it, it came with um, Metal Gear or Metal Gear Metal Slug One oh, for cool. first game. Came with that. It's a good game to come with. He put it in a case, and when he put it, when he wrapped it in bubble wrap, he mm-hmm. put the game right next to the screen. Exactly. So when I opened it, most of the screen looked great, but where that touched the screen, there were two big scratches down this time. So um, I emailed him. He gave me a few bucks off. Like, I think he paid for pretty much the shipping. Um, Whatever. It was fine. I. It looked great right now. uh, So I went on eBay and I bought. I love the color. I bought the glass screen, not the. Or the grass. You know, so there's glass and plastic. You can get the plastic lens or the glass one. I bought the glass one. Was the one you took off plastic or was it? it The one I took off was plastic, yep. Okay, so the one it comes with most likely is plastic. Correct. So I got the glass one and. I was going to start sticking like a screwdriver down the side. And this is my. This is my forte. I love doing mods and repairs. So Mm -hmm. this is why I'm talking a lot about it. Um. I was going to put a little screwdriver in there and start kind of prying it out because that's what all the YouTube videos say. But I was like, I don't want to like etch the plastic, you know, like push the plastic mm-hmm. out of the way and make little divots because I've done that before accidentally Eric's on doing systems. The, the manual gesture with his hand in the exactly. air right now for the listeners. Yep. So I looked in my little handy dandy uh, toolbox that I got for opening phones because I have to do that at work sometimes, like fix mm-hmm. people's cell phones. There's a little suction cup in there. I put the suction cup on the glass, on the broken one, and I literally pulled up and wiggled, and it popped right off. Really? Easy as pie. And no residue left from the adhesive. So, like apple pie or like a peach color? Probably a little more like a blueberry, maybe. Okay. So like yeah. medium easy. Yep. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and then the other, when when those lenses come in, they just have adhesive on both sides, like a, a protector, and then on the back is just a little, literally an adhesive. Mm-hmm. Peeled that off dropped it in peeled it off i'm done with the mod so 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 that's a brand new screen to, i'd love it, to see where you got ears from since it worked out so well my issue is my i'm trying to be original hold on yeah <clears throat> i'm going to collect my neo geo pocket yep so there's mine yeah and it's got the blue around it that's right 
And, and if you don't want most that... Most of them don't have that blue. You'll get this black one if you order from where I got it. They don't have any other colors. That I was want, what you get. That's the issue. I want my blue. I want it to be correct. So I, I bet you can find it, but I don't know if it'll be the glass one. I mean, my, scr- my scratching is not terrible. No, so. I, I saw it actually when you went out of the room. I like grabbed it and was looking at it. Creeper. Exactly. I'm going to check you don't know what else. Geo pocket. You don't know what else I was looking through. <laughs> You're a sicko, buddy. <laughs> ah. Yes. Um, so, so many Atari games over here. So anyway, that's I got this, and then what you were alluding to earlier is I got the dun, 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 Flash Master. You totally just went for it and got the Flash Master. I did. So what's your... Uh, hold on, hold on. All right. I've got a button here for that. It's time for a review! So the card looks legit, which... <clears throat> Because we, we were talking about... Sorry, I'm going to take your no, 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 go ahead. straight go out of your hands. Please, please. When we talked about this last time, I really wanted to pick this up, but yep. I thought the one that Retro HQ makes right. looked more exactly what I want. However, mm-hmm. the Retro HQ one uh, was 3D printed, whereas this one looked like a legit cart. That one looks like a real cart, doesn't it? The Flashmaster does. And the Retro HQ one was going to take seven months. Right. Now, if I wanted to, I would have waited for the Crix uh, Neo Geo. Um, Crix? Is he making one? He is making one, I think. Really? Yeah, it's coming down the down the road. Wow. Um, at least that's a rumor I heard. I don't. That, that's not an official word, but. So this little guy is a flash cart for the Neo Geo Pocket Color. Um, oh, it's not. It's definitely not a product yet, but uh, I've read somewhere that he is working on it. You don't need to be distracted by what I'm doing on my computer. Yeah, it's going to be an SD card, <laughs> flash card. But what the Flashmaster is, is there's no SD card in it. And what it is, is you install software on your PC. You put your Neo Geo Pocket Color collection in a folder. And then you can just download it to it. Now, one thing I didn't, I don't know if you know, but you can back this up too, which I think is really neat. So let's say, like right now, I have Card Fighters on here and Neo Geo Turf Masters, right? Good if, choices. If I wanted to take my Card Fighters one and replace that ROM on here with another one, mm-hmm. I can back it up. And that like, includes like all saves. the save files, everything. Replace it, play That's whatever. Cool. And then I can put that whole Card Fighters image back on and leave right where I left off. Um, there's like this little, see that little window right there? That's yeah, the little selects between two games. That's right? the little switch. You need to like a paperclip to get in there. It's the only weird downside yeah, to it. Yeah, you think that'd be a little easier if you're gonna. Um, you have to switch, but it does switch between the two ROM banks, so you can store two images on here. And listen, I I thought about waiting for like an SD card like the EverDrive, so that you can just pick out of you know the eighty games or whatever. You could just pick whichever one you want. Yeah. But this is kind of forcing me to stick with the game longer, which I kind yeah. of appreciate because of my you know propensity to switch games a lot. Um. It, I, it's been awesome. I haven't gotten, to, I haven't been able to play it a whole lot yet. My, but con, my main concern about that was simply that I would put two games on it, never take the time to go back, and then something would happen with software not being updated or mm-hmm. operating system, and I would yep. never be able to change the games in the future. Yeah, I put that software in my Dropbox, so it's going to be there forever. That version that works, so I'm never going to have to worry that it's never going to work. It's going to always be there. So I'll tell you go delinquent on your payments for Dropbox. Well, <laughs> that may may or may not ever happen. So I did get one more one more thing that I bought. Okay, okay. Related. So, well, so on here it says 
You got the pocket. You got yep. the screen. Yep. And I just see two games listed, which you mentioned, which is I just because I wanted to talk about those because those are the only two games I've really played. But I got another one. What? And this one is the mini. How is it mini? Well, it is. <laughs> so they came out with two versions. They came out with a regular Neo Geo Pocket color, and they came out with a mini. And you could tell by where for, first thing you can wow. tell. Yeah, and the first it's thing not that much mini, but nope, it's, it's not. Smaller. It's it's more mini that way. But you can tell by taking a look at take a look at the font that says color on the screen. The font's different. Yeah, and you see where the power button is located. You sp- see the space between the top and the power button. The space between. Yep. It's it's smaller on the Neo Geo Mini. It's not that much mini. It's basically just vertically yep. about quarter of an inch smaller. That's right. So that's um, that's the mini. Check the depth. It's actually a little little bit. I think they said it's like a three yeah, tenths of an small. inch or something. Huh. That's so what what possessed you to buy a second one? Here's what here's why. I want to hear the story. I'm very curious. Yep. Now. So what what mm. So you've been playing that one, though. You prefer the full size? Well, that's the I just got that one a week ago. So I haven't had a lot of time. And my metal slug's in there. It's funny. They do feel very different. So this little this concave thing at the back where your fingers end up yeah. feels very different. Yeah. Interesting. So I All thought right, you'd sorry. get a kick out of seeing a different one. Heck yeah. And I like the color. I mean, it's kind of neat little baby yeah, blue. A, yeah, silver baby blue. Kind of actually very similar to my SP. Yep. A little lighter. Yeah, you're right. I actually kind of like the way this one feels better. Do you? Yeah. It fits my hands just that much. This one has those kind of jagged edges. Yep. Which were always comfortable, but yours just kind of felt like, eh. And you, ra- kind and, of rounds those off. And you know where I bought that one? Legacy. Japan! Oh. Oh. Japan! I bought it from in Japan. Yeah? Yeah. You just find a good deal on it? So you Found a good it deal. And so... I went down this rabbit hole about Neo Geos because I was so interested in them. I did too for a while there. I didn't end up buying anything, but I I was researching like crazy. And they said that this one has a slightly brighter screen. Okay. I can't really tell the difference. I really tried. Um, One way or another, it... The reason I bought two is I want to keep my options open for actually doing a screen mod. Okay. I really like the, the system so far. I love this um, machine. But the only, my only criticism is the screen really is not bright. You can't play it in a room that is normally lit. You have to have a... Like, I don't this, have that issue. You have to have this light that is so bright in your <laughs> in your room that it's like it's it's blinding you. I don't have that issue. I do. I, I have to admit, I really do. Okay. Um, uh, one little stupid story that maybe someone out there will appreciate is that I... I, I actually put this in my work bag and I went to work and I did my thing and I was coming home and I stopped at a Starbucks and I, I wasn't thinking about it. It had been in my bag for three days, but I ordered my drink and I'm like, I usually take it to go and I looked around and I saw these perfect seats by the window <laughs> and it was open and it was like, you know what? I'm going to sit there. And I sat down and I pulled out and, and I pulled out my Neo Geo pocket color, sat by the window where the where sun was really bright behind me. And it was perfect. The like screen's the screen gorgeous. was perfect. I put my headphones in and I, pl- I sat there for an hour and a half and I played card fighters. <laughs> and I, I your pl- wife doesn't listen to the show, right? No, I, pl- <laughs> I played like three or four hours, and I, I, uh, I mean, I played for an hour and a half, yeah, yeah. but I played three or four battles, and uh, I just loved that game. The card fighters, yeah, the card fighters. Yeah. Did you know there's a physical version of that game? No. 
Oh. Yeah, and I thought about buying it for you like as a oh, little f- like a little gift. Like I, I haven't gotten you can't buy the game, but you can buy you can go to this printer that will print them for you. It's all That's the cards cool. though. And it's got their 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 professional cards and everything. Oh, I have to do that. Now the cool. only thing is it's keeping track of like the scores per card, because you know how you, each card takes damage. You'd have to have some counter for every card that you lay out. It's not we'll we'll get to that in a second. But anyway, um, I just wanted that story because on my cartridge, I have Neo Geo Turf Masters, which I love, and I have that Card Fighters game, but I, I went in that Starbucks and I played, and when I got home, I flicked that little switch and I played Neo Geo Turf Masters for about an hour. It was the greatest like little handheld gaming I've had probably in a few months. I'm telling you, the, the games on that system are yep. right. solid. I don't know what to... Th- well, I'm excited like because I haven't even tried Puzzle Link yet, but I heard you really love that and I want to try it. Um, I mean, it's a, a again. All the games. I wouldn't say any of the games are like nine or tens out of ten. They're just all solid eights. Yeah, like, you just and I get sucked into all of them. And I want to try that fighting game, the Marvel versus. Is it Marvel versus SNK or Capcom no. versus SNK? It's SNK versus Capcom fighting game, right? King of Fighters. No, 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 not King of Fighters. There's actually a. SNK versus oh, like Marvel. Battle of the Millennium or something yes. like that, right? Yep. Yeah. I've, that's a highly rated pocket fighting game. A lot of those pocket games, the fighting games are highly rated. I just yeah. don't like fighting games. And like, I do. So I, I'm like, you'll probably yeah, love them. I'm yeah. eager to try that. So uh, every game I've that's tried cool. so far you is had, awesome. You went up and bought two of those. I love it. Yep. And if I do a screen model, I'll let you know how it goes. I, I, I don't know if I'm going to do it, so I don't want to make any promises, but I, I think I'm looking at backlight options, which are cheap, and frontlight options, which are ridiculously expensive. 250 okay. bucks well backlight would be better anyways back no yeah backlight would be better it's 250 bucks for backlight Did I get oh you got back, okay backlight 250 bucks that's front crazy. light like 30 bucks i mean it's yeah. a big difference um yeah the, i wouldn't even think about the backlight that's ridiculous yeah it's 250 that's bucks but they the, only they install it so you send your thing away 250 bucks later you have a backlit like one that is comparable to the it looks just like the Game Boy Advance uh, 101 screen. Yeah. So. That's a lot, though. Can you imagine, though, having that? The only thing I need to get data on is um, is the battery life. I mean, does that, like, make the battery life? I mean, the battery life's insane on that machine already. Oh, it's it's, it's insane. But, I mean, if you put a backlight, that would probably yeah. reduce a lot. Especially if it's that quality of the GBA True. one, the 101. I'm really enjoying watching you almost drink a beer for, like, five minutes now and every time you put it in your lips i ask a question or make you say something but you see i'm excited about neo geo pocket color i'm <laughs> in the club i'm glad i'm in the club i'm glad that my influence was not lost <laughs> on you and that it, it turned out into something good here yep so you're next that's gonna be one of my questions next week what is something you tried because of me that the did influence. not turn out well oh <laughs> and, vice, <laughs> and vice versa um so this is very much related. I just wrote Retro HQ on here because they are the ones that make the other flash cart for the Neo Geo Pocket that is not the Flash Master. Okay. So rather than being able to put two games on a time and having to swap it with software, yeah. there's a full-on kind of EverDrive model where you have oh. a, and and we talked about it, SD card with all the games on it. Right. Um, and I, it's a lot more expensive. It's also in a, a 3D printed cartridge, and it's mm-hmm. also like seven months out or whatever. So I wrote them after I found out that we're actually already following each other on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's these guys. Um, and I wrote them and just asked them straight up. I'm like, hey, I'd really prefer yours. 
because of what it does is it really going to take that long and it was cool because they wrote me back went back and forth a few times about is it worth it and whatever and they were honest about things they're like we have to get a certain number of them together before we can make them and they didn't say a specific amount of time but they said yeah it takes a while how much was it do you, if I if I don't mind you mind I asking say, if I remember right it was <clears throat> like one thirty nine euros oh something like that so you know what let me look that up I don't want to I don't want to do bad information besmirch so. you don't want to besmirch them besmirch let's besmirch is them. that a real is that a that is. Yeah. Isn't that a small... Uh, I don't want you to besmirch my name. Isn't that a small blue woodland critter that no. is trying to escape Gargamel? No, that's a real... I tell my wife I don't like it when she besmirches me. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Neo Geo Pocket SD pre-order. Okay. Um, I know what, it, right now it says 70 UK pounds. That's not bad, so that's probably... Excluding postage. That's Yeah, that's... Which bad. is 5 pounds, in, so 75, yeah, so there were about... Hundred bucks. Yeah, a little over a hundred bucks compared to like sixty. I think it is for that Flashmaster. And I bought the Flashmaster for fifty three dollars locally in the U.S. And locally? it was it was at my house in like two or three days. It was only fifty three shipped. Yep. See, uh, there's shipping. It was fifty three plus shipping. Okay. So, um, uh, I can't make up my mind. I do want. I want one or the other, but they both work. Um, uh, it's a little more fiddly to do the Flashmaster for sure, but I like the idea that you can save the whole image back so that you can continue where you left off. I'm sure you, hopefully that, I don't know if that'll have game state, sa- game state saves. I'm sure it does. Um, but, uh, I, I, you know, yeah, I mean, it, again, this comes from my impulsiveness. I wanted it now. So yeah, that's what, that's what I almost, almost did. Yeah. But, um. I might buy the car- I might bit. buy the card fighters game because I want the manual. Did you buy that? You have the cartridge, right? I just have a cartridge, but you don't have, have, don't the, have manual the, the, the manual or the case. Okay, no. I that that's a game that I might go find the original because I really like that game. I think it's fun. It's good, huh? Yeah, cool. All right, um, we mentioned last time that our local record store was closing, which that's was right. news to Eric. It, it was um, news to me. <clears throat> oh, by the way, I want to say I reserved the right, though. I will probably buy a different flashcard for it someday. I don't want you to think I'm wasting my money. I mean, I... I'm You'll buy gonna, a second one? I'll probably will. And I'll take that one from you? <laughs> Maybe. Um, anyway, at, go ahead. At a heavy discount um, in exchange for $50 off my $800 Spectrum Next. <laughs> um, so anyways, Dimple Records, our local record store, uh, is shutting down. We know it. At this point, they're, I think, at like 70% off everything. I'm sure if we went in there at this point, it's like they're you know, selling the shelving or whatever, but... Um, there's like eight locations around here. I did drop by. Okay. And uh, everything was well picked over, but I found a few things. Yeah. I do so see that. First thing I picked up, first of all, they had, um, again, the game was all picked over as mostly sports games and garbage games. <clears throat> um, but they had a whole bunch of retro controllers that, for whatever reason, nobody picked up. Okay. So I got a Sega Master System controller, which I have two of already, but why not pick up another one because it was 79 cents. Jeez. So I got another... Damn. Which I, I could use another one. I only have one. They have plenty. Yeah, I have, I only have one, so if I ever have a multiplayer game, I... Well, I might just give you mine then. <laughs> oh, I'll buy it from you. For 20% markup. Sure, I'll give, I'll give you dollar. two bucks. You're paying a full dollar for this. Um, they also had this. They had a number of these, too, which actually I looked up later, and these go for like 12 bucks. I, I So mm-hmm. I was digging out my garage recently looking for something. Yeah. I have one of those, yep. and I have the NES Advantage. 
the big joystick with yeah, the yeah. buttons. Yep. I have both of those, but I just put them in a box. I never use them. Yeah. So this is the NES Max controller. Yep. Which I got for two dollars and like nineteen cents, I think something like that. Someone told me and that that is the perfect stick for playing Mega Man games. So it's so it's funny because a lot of people love the stick and swear by it. Or I say stick; it's a controller, and it's got all the buttons, but it also has turbo buttons. It's got this weird like U uh, shape. Yeah, um, I don't know how to describe it. Kind of horseshoe like, but like a very shallow horseshoe. Yeah, and then. The weird thing about it is that the D-pad is not a D-pad. It's got a circle that kind of slides around. I I had I haven't tried it yet. When I first saw people it, love this thing. Yeah, when I first saw it in the store, the guy was like selling it to me hard. I think I got it at Fair Game, the one in Carmichael. And this was years and years ago, and I looked at it and it was wasn't wasn't expensive at all. Um he was like, "Oh, yeah, some people really love this, but it is hard to get used to." But it is the perfect stick for playing Mega Man. Like, people buy this just to play Mega Man. And I thought about it, and I got it, and I took it home, and I tried to play Mega Man with it, and I was all thumbs with it. I could not figure it out. I don't see how this would be good for Mega Man. So, I it went in that box in my garage, and I haven't used it since. I, I prefer the regular old Nintendo yeah. controller, so... Well, I don't have one yet. Or I didn't have one yet. Now yep. I do. Yeah. Because it was dirt cheap. One way or another, it's a great collector's item. I mean, it's... it's so I, it's I had it. the advantage, that big stick, and, I, and yeah. it just took up so much room that I sold it. Okay, I still have this mine. It's small enough, I can throw it in the box with the other ones, but that yeah. thing took up the man, enough yeah. room that I wouldn't be able to have my... The advantage is a great stick, left. though. It's a solid... You know, that thing's made out of metal. I mean, it's... Yeah, no, it's, it's solid. It, it, yeah. It's a solid machine. Um, so I, I, I like that one. The other thing I picked up, this is like the one game I saw there where I'm like, yes... Outrun 2, yeah. Outrun 2 on the Xbox, which, again, I got this for like 3 bucks, and it goes regularly for like 20 That's awesome. Um, I, uh, the, one of the first so games... I've seen great things about this, especially the yeah. PSP version, which was called Outrun 2 Coast to Coast. That's right, Coast to Coast. This is um, just Outrun 2 straight up for Xbox. When I modded my original Xbox and I put a bigger hard drive in it, the first game I kind of threw on there was Outrun 2. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've never played it to this day. It's good. It's fun. So this is one of those games that I now own, and I will get to one day, quote-unquote, and I haven't played it. But. Do you keep a list somewhere? No. That, my just... list is the wall. <laughs> like, most of these games are that way, unfortunately. Yeah. So. Right on. Right, right on, right on. Oh, on. Apple Total Replay. Yeah, I put this on the list, but that's because you didn't. On Twitter, you kept you and everybody. We had a big discussion about it. friends. Yeah, yeah. Who have Apple IIs, which I do as well. I just don't have a way to put software on it yet. Yeah. Kept talking about this Total Replay thing. Yeah, so Total Replay is an Apple II um, smart port hard drive image that if you grab this big image file, and when I say big, it's not that big at all. (laughs) Big by Apple II standards. Yeah, exactly. And if you boot it up, it's just this front end that is a very slick front end that shows you... I think there was 200 and something games. I think that's the right number. I don't remember. I think it's 204 or 211 games, something like that, um, of of the best Apple II games. So he, he like basically curated, curated them. It's a curated list. And when you're when you're flipping through them, it shows you screenshots. It oh, gives nice. you some information about the game. So it's it's a very nice front end Sure, you could go download all 200 of these disc images and mount them individually and play them, but 
this is basically and if you have an apple 2gs it and, and a floppy emulator the floppy emu it just boots like that and you're in it in this in this thing um and it's it works perfectly in my apple 2gs on my apple 2c plus that i have it took a little finagling in fact i bought new roms for because it would boot to a hard drive image um it took me a little bit but now it's perfect and it plays great on that so i can play it on, on my two of my favorite apple II machines but i mean it plays all it just all these great classics centipede uh load runner um i kind of i played a ton and i posted them on twitter um but i played it uh, i i played a ton of the total replay games and it's a it's a blast so it works great that sounds like a potentially a good solution for me and what i was trying to do if you get a floppy emulator it's gonna just boot up like that and you're gonna be able to play all the games and it's not gonna be a problem it's gonna be awesome but even if i just put a scuzzy hard drive in there yeah that'll work too yeah because i could have mounted that smart port in in my cffa hard drive kind of thing but it's just so easy on the floppy emulator. Just yeah. pop it in there. Because you need a floppy emulator on the Apple II anyway to get stuff onto... No, you don't. You just need a friend who has one. That's true. That's Eric. True. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, I was wondering what that was. So yep. That's cool. Uh, there's another Kickstarter. Did you back this Kickstarter? I did. I backed this Kickstarter for... Because I thought... I haven't played my Genesis in a long time. And... I found this game called Phantom Gear. I don't know if you want to bring it up, but it's Phantom Gear Genesis. Um, if you can get the digital version, which you can pop on your EverDrive for fifteen bucks, um, it, it looks amazing. It really looks cool. Um, and from what I can tell, it's pretty much done. They're just doing the Kickstarter money so that you can, um, so that they can make the cartridges and get them shipped out. Okay, so you just backed this. I just backed it. Now you say fifteen dollars? It's fifteen bucks for the digital version. See, I did that pledge fifteen, fifteen or more. Yep. And forty more. See, like they threw coffee crisis in with this too. Yep. So forty bucks gets you a ROM file, OST, physical manual, copy of physical copy of, of coffee crisis. So oh, yeah, it goes down even further. Fifty bucks, I think, gets you the actual that game in the game cartridge. Gotcha. Which is a little more. I have an EverDrive, so I don't mind getting the digital version and popping it on there. Um, but it, it looks awesome. I mean, it's a very well done. It's almost like Sonic. He spins, and he, it's a very fast-moving game. I got, like, weird Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with the video there. there. Cool. Yeah, the graphics look really nice. And almost the... Way it moves almost reminds me of like Wonder, uh, what do you call it? Wonder Boy. Yeah. Do you see how he scaled up the wall there? So it's very neat. I, I, I thought it looked cool. Very cool. And I was enticed because it it's from a reputable person and it's it wasn't expensive. I could get the digital version. So do you see who makes it? It was, no. Who is it? That logo right there. Is it Mad Cats? Mega Cat Studios. Hey! So this, that's why the coffee crisis is in, included in some of these pledges. Yep. So it's a reliable source. So one of these days, I mean, if I can buy this cart yeah. for 15 on, uh, bucks the Evercade? for the Evercade, yep. I'll do that. Yep. I'm actually really looking forward to putting it on my Genesis, though, because oh, I yeah. haven't been giving that enough love lately. I'm very jealous. I, I would say the one thing I do regret, yeah. and I remember seeing yours, and I just regret not doing it, 
was I was considering picking up the um, Genesis that Genesis RPG that came out physically. Yes, I can't think of the name of it right now. Um, it is, and I have the physical copy I know of you it. Do. Um, I remember seeing it and just like slobbering. What is the name of that? Uh, it's gonna kill me. Yeah, I don't want to sit here on dead air and try to figure it out, but yeah. It was by Watermelon Games. Watermelon, yep. Um, Anyways, you you figure that out. Watermelon. <laughs> Darn it. Games, Genesis. Um, Let's take a look. I'm going to oh, find you, this. You're digging it up right now, huh? Pier, Pier, Pier Solar, Solar, and That's the Great Architects. Yep. And the Great Architects. And, and the funny also- thing is I still haven't dug into that. I really, I, I have the physical game. So I even got really excited when I thought about it the other day, and I tried to put it on my EverDrive. Yeah. And it can't physically do it. No. Because the size is too large. It's too large specific, of a game. Which makes me even more jealous of it. <laughs> now, they do have a, a Dreamcast version of it. Yeah. But it doesn't look right. Like, oh, really? Like, the, a lot of the textures and backgrounds are, like, a lot more high definition. Yeah. But then other things aren't. You know what? It just feels like it's a half-breed. I've been waiting for something to sink my teeth into. I think I'm going to... I think I might boot that up. Um... I'll just show you this in a second. Zvi is going to come first, though. Don't you worry. Yeah, there we go. There we go. I promise. All right. You know what? I'm going to come back to this because I really want to show you this. Okay. So I've got more Wonderswan stuff. Kind of like you went crazy on the Neo Geo. Yeah. I'm still in the middle of my Wonderswan okay. issues. Here, play this game. This is okay. a game I just got. See okay. if you can tell what that is. If you can. Yeah, this reminds me of Load Runner. It's because it's Load Runner. Is it? <laughs> You're playing Load Runner on the Wonder Swan right now. Oh, that's neat. So let me see. Oh, yep. So it has the diagonal so, dig. <laughs> yeah. So like you know, on the Commodore 64, you only have one button. So whatever you're facing digs the hole. But this has A, B, so a and you B. can dig holes, which is great. This is more like the Apple II. Okay. So the way the Apple II version works is exactly like this. Um, this looks awesome though. So that game is in black and that's a black and white game. Yep. So that's a a again the Wonder Swan being a small, yeah, inexpensive Japanese handheld at the time. Now you're playing it on my Wonder Swan Crystal, yes, which is color high end. Um, it's the, kind of the sought after one here. Yeah. So I also got this game, which I already opened up here. Can I see that cartridge? I'm gonna look at the label. Yeah, you can't you, by the label. You couldn't even tell. No, you can't. It's, it's all Japanese. So this game is a. Uh, it's Slick. a popular, apparently, Japanese anime called One Piece. Okay. Hmm. And this is, I actually, honestly, haven't even plugged this in yet. But I, I, liked, I love getting the full game yeah. in the box. Yep. Um, it's got all the paperwork and manuals in Japanese. I can't read it. Um, but this game is... Let's go ahead and take a look at this one real quick. There's that noise I love. And I already I see color on my, on my Wonder Swan crystal. And screen looks... Pretty solid. Yeah, Wonder Swans are ones most Americans have never seen before. I mean, the, it, it it's an interesting uh, bit of history. There you go. So Wonder Swan was made by a guy that came from... Gunpei Yokoi. Yeah. And he was a big Nintendo guy. Yep. He created all kinds of... He created the Game Boy. Yeah. Um, so if you want to look at this, this is a full color game, which is why I wanted to show you this. Yeah, let me take a look at that. And it's a fighting game. Yeah. Now. Oh, wow. That's, see, the graphics on this one are night and day compared to Load Runner. Yeah. Well, I mean, this Load is... Load Runner is a game from the early 80s, you know? Yep. I love the sound. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds very tinny on that thing. I mean, it's a very skinny, thin machine. There's not a lot of um, 
room to put a decent sized speaker in there. So it actually sounds as good as probably Neo Geo Pocket Color. I mean, it sounds pretty good. Yeah. So, I. You got to look at this from straight the straight angle though. It's got the same Neo Geo Pocket Color. Well, it's funny because everyone uh, glorifies that screen as being by far the best. Yeah, but it's really because and it's not bad. The, Neo, the uh, Wonder Swan color is in color, but it's apparently just piss poor screen. Yeah. Um, I am struggling. Oh, there we go. That's something it's else. Nice I, little fighting game though. So just like my buddy Eric. Yeah. I also picked up a second. Uh, <laughs> so. Gotta do the air horn. Uh, oh, get my air horn out here. Where's my air horn? I don't know where it is. There we go. You bought the second one, and that's all in a box. So I got this wrapping. one complete in box. Nice Jeez. green. So, what color do you think it is by the box? Green. It is green. And this is a standard Wonder Swan. So, I love this because I don't know if this is the original packaging. But it's, re- it's a big thing in Japan that even when you're selling things used, you rewrap everything and, like, cellophane everything. Um, so, I pulled this out. I honestly haven't even turned it on, so I don't think it even has a battery, but we should put a battery in it. Because this is, you can see it feels different because it's not the... So, is this one color? No, that is the first the first one. Standard so, this Wonder is all Sun. black and white. So, again, the the... Crystal is supposed to be the pinnacle. The color one's supposed to be too dim to really even use very well. So this is kind of like the second best choice, which is the original black and white one. And it has a, it does have a CR2032 battery in it, but it doesn't have the double A's, huh? Or triple A's? Um, that may or may not be in there, that battery. Oh, okay. Know. Is that just a place where it so, goes? So, again, the system only uses one double A. So um, oh, there's a lock mechanism here, then you push that out. Yeah. What's interesting is the whole, it's actually it's, captive. Yeah. So you put your battery in this little thing, and then the device, pop the thing, and then in you there. slide the whole device into the system here to to lock the battery into place. Wow! So there we go. So we're doing this live on air here. So let's see, Load Runner. I like the case a lot. It's transparent green. Yeah, I wanted to get something that was just super Japanese. Um, there are some really weird looking. Um, oh yeah, this one has a. Ooh, it makes the right noises. It works. Ban presto. Which one are you playing, Load Runner? This is Load Runner, which is yeah. a black and white game. Yeah. Ooh, it actually looks even different. Like, the screen came up differently than it did on the other uh, system here. Story mode. Just hitting yes to all the Japanese text. I don't know what I'm pressing. <laughs> this, yeah, that. Definitely that. There we go. Load Runner can't jump, can he? Ooh, he can no. crawl across walls or ceilings? Yeah, with the little bars. See the little bars that go across? He, he can hang from I apparently those. have not played enough Load Runner. No. There's like little bars they can hang from and go across, but they can't go up walls. There you go. What do you think about that one? So you can definitely see one of the things they mentioned is there's ghosting, like during... Yes, there is. So there is ghosting. It's not terrible, though. I mean, it's no. very usable. That's cool. Oh, cool. I'm happy with my purchase. And these are still... The sound sounds amazing to me. I actually think it sounds great. Yeah? Yeah. Oh. And I got a great deal on this, too, because I think I got this for like 23 bucks. Are you serious? Yeah. For the one you're using there. So can you put color games in here and they just um, they just are black and white? You can try it, but I don't think so. I don't want you to blow it up. We're live on air. But for the viewers, we'll try anything. You're like, no... 
That's all right. We, we're trying Vibribbon here. Or not Vibribbon. What's this game called? Um, oh, it's got text. Uh, I think the text says something in Japanese along the line of, like, not right. This is not right. Wrong media found or whatever. So, there we go. So, now I've got a crystal and I've got a original Wonder Swan. Yeah. Um, I actually like the form factor of the original one a little better, I think. Yeah. Uh, screen obviously is better on the second one. And you're saying some of those games do Tate mode, right? It's because the way the buttons are oriented, yep. you can just flip them over and do that. Yep. That's pretty slick. So, Wonder Swan. I like it. I like it as well. Um, all right, switch pickups. Yeah. I've got like a mess of stuff in front of me. Right on. Uh, do you want to crack out those 805 beers? I do. Since we are we are dangerously low on beer. There it is. All right, so in front of me, I have physical Switch games. Oh, I take it. Half of them are in front of me, and half of them are now on the floor alongside Eric. So I have been wanting these games for a while, and so one day I got a wild hair and said, you know what? I'm just going to go buy them. Um, first and foremost, I'll start here. Um, Mega Man 11. Yeah. Love every Mega Man game, especially the standard series. Yeah. The X series is also good, but I just fell in love with Mega Man when I got it Mega Man 3 on my NES. And I played every single one and beat every single one, 1 through 10. That's impressive. remember, 9 and 10 um, came out over the last 10 years. So they're like modern remake. Not remakes, but re... They're, they're new games, but they're done in the old style. So Mega Man 11 here, which I now have a physical copy of, um, has the same gameplay mechanics. However, it is definitely graphically up Oh, nice. Have you seen 9 and 10? I have not. So 910 you can download on any of the modern systems for fairly inexpensive now. Yeah. But they're um I mean indistinguishable from the original NES games. They're the same pixel graphics and everything. Um just as good in my opinion. So I have not tried 11 yet, but now I have a physical copy of it, which again, this is a game I wanted to own physical. Sweet. Uh I'll get to that one. This is one I've been wanting. I heard great things about. It's supposed to be some of the most amazing pixel art ever done in a game. I've I've heard that very good things about that. Owlboy. Yeah. You can see it's still wrapped here. I'm probably not going to get to this one for a while, but you're a half man, half owl looking boy thing that flies, and it's a little platformer um, with amazing pixel graphics. I don't know a whole lot about it. I've heard it's gotten, you know, graphically amazing reviews, gameplay wise, like eights out of tens. Okay. So got a physical of that. Uh, this is one you and I have talked about for a while, and Nintendo yes. Nintendo uh, developed games are always sixty bucks. Sometimes they go on sale for like fifty. This one always being the exception for whatever reason. So I picked up Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. I got this for I think twenty four bucks. Good deal. Yeah, I bought. I paid full price, and it's a great game. So it's yeah, and I wanted it physical, especially if it was because I'm not going to buy it again in digital, especially not for sixty no. bucks. And I got the physical in that one too. So Physic- physical. Um, here's the bummer about it. Mm-hmm. Brand new game. Undid the shrink wrap. Tried to get my points for it. They said it's expired. That's weird. So they must have done how it from do the tell? time they... But how do they tell? I don't know. Well, that's weird. So uh, it's like, should I, I complain about s- it? Then I thought about it and I'm like, 1% of $60 is 60 cents. Yeah. I don't, really I, just, complain I don't know about how that. they serialize each one, but that's weird. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know how they flavor each one. They're delicious. All right. I'm going to pour your beer for you so that we can hit the ground Why, running. thank you. Why, thank you. Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. So, I've heard some pretty cool stuff about this. So, this is 
as you know, like there's a kickstart for Bloodstained, which is a game that was supposed to mimic, um, like Symphony of the Night, Castlevania Symphony of the Night being a full on, yeah. you know, 30, 40 hour action adventure RPG. Um, very cool. But in the meantime, they came out with Curse of the Moon, which is more of a standard Castlevania, um, imitation. Yeah. It's a new Castlevania game. So I got this, and this is a limited run game, but these, oh. this is one of the games they do sell they at... They just pop it in Best Buy or whatever. Best Buy. Yeah, yeah, so cool. So this is not a limited, limited and, run game. And I've seen that one at Best Buy, that's why, and I've read some stuff that is supposed to be really good. Yep. And, uh, yeah, perfect. The last game I picked up for the Switch is the aforementioned Bloodstained. Yeah. Ritual of the Night. So this is the... And I heard this one was even better. I yeah, heard this, this is the full Symphony of the Night type game. Huh. And I'm crazy excited about it. Now, one negative, I did buy it on the Switch. Yeah. Um, apparently, the graphics are down from every other version to fit on the Switch. So the other versions are the better versions. Okay. Um, but having it on a portable system, there's some benefit to that. This type of game is a game I'm going to probably play portably. Yeah. So as long as it looks decent playing on a handheld, that's how I'm going to play it. So yeah. The nice thing about being retro people is we don't really care too much about down-resing and stuff. I mean, I don't as care. As long as the gameplay is there. I mean, if your screen's this, you know, tiny, <laughs> what difference does it make? Right? <laughs> so there's five games I now own I'm excited to get to in like five years. That's awesome. That, I mean, I would love to get to them now. But. That's a big chunk of like uh, adding to your library, though. It's five games. Right? That, like, uh, yeah, it's uh, two-thirds of, or one-third of my library now. Yep. So, moving on from the Switch, I picked up one PS4 game. Yep. You'll never guess why. Do you see it? I did. And I've seen that one in, in Best Buy, but I, I don't know much about it, to be honest. I, I Call of Cthulhu. <laughs> so, everything Cthulhu is not copyrighted, so it's public, so, public whatever you call it. Domain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyone can make Cthulhu stuff. And that's why, unfortunately, a lot of Cthulhu stuff is terrible, because anybody can do whatever they want it's a free license, it. yeah. And um, a lot of times they copy, uh, board game-wise, there's a company, um, you can see I have Arkham Horror up there, I think you own that as well. Call of Cthulhu, the card game is up there. Uh, but those games are owned by Fantasy Flight, so their artists made a lot of the artwork, and a lot of people have been copying their artists now for years. Okay. Kind of like that's kind of the de facto way to draw those characters now. Yeah. Even though it's all literature-based, there's no drawings necessarily of them. Right. Anyways, so this game came out... Um, and Call of Cthulhu came out actually on the Xbox and Windows back in 2004-ish. Okay. And it was a really cool game because it's a first-person play- first action game, kind of like a Doom kind of a game. Yeah. But without shooting because it's a Cthulhu game, which means you're usually an investigator who has maybe a, a gun with two bullets in it, a bottle of whiskey, and like a, a, yeah. a, a notebook. Yeah. And you're so you're basically – it's a first-person – game but you're not shooting you're hiding from creatures or talking to people or running away from things or making a Molotov cocktail and throwing it once to get by something um, so this is in that similar vein but it just came out and I, I was thinking I know this is going to drop to dirt cheap but I really wanted to support monetarily the people who made a Call of the Cthulhu game in 2019 yeah and did a full on you know do you know if that came out on other platforms yeah, I believe it came out on... Xbox One? Xbox One. Oh, cool. Um, in fact, it'd be cooler on Xbox One because it would be in a green case, which is very Cthulhu. <laughs> Mine's blue because it's a PlayStation 4 game. 
Uh, I'm excited to hear how that is. I've never been into into those, so I need to, if you tell me it's good, I might pick it up. Yeah, I'm excited about it. So, of course, uh, if you don't know much about Cthulhu, it's a whole mythos created by H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah. And many other writers have taken on the mythos and grown it from there. But it's more about people trying to realize what horrors exist out there, even though they're beyond the scope of human comprehension. They call it cosmic horror. Yeah. And so it's less about, you know, a guy running after another guy with a knife. It's more about coming to terms with understanding there's things out there that you can or can't see that are beyond yeah. what humans can even deal with and going insane and hmm. yeah, lots of tentacles. Um, so I picked that up. I'm very excited about that. Cheers. We're enjoying an 805 ale Cheers. at this point now, which is yep. by Firestone Walker, which actually is a, they're a local brewery technically, mm-hmm. but um, everyone's drinking this nationwide at this point. Yeah. They're in uh, Casa Robles. Casa Robles. Casa Robles. Actually, which is um, Paso Robles, right? Pa- yeah, you're probably right. Which my sister just moved there. Really? Yeah. She lives there now. To be closer to the brewery? <laughs> That's exactly why. Yeah. It's a good reason. There you go. So you I picked up a Switch up. game. I didn't bring it, though. Um, Super Mario Maker 2. I know what it looks like. Am I supposed to do something with that? Like- nah. Yay! Ah. Yay, Eric made a purchase. Yep, I got Super Mario Maker 2. Uh, one of my friends on Twitter was like making all these really cool levels. And I listened to a podcast recently where they were talking about the different things you can do in Super Mario Maker 2. I'm not that interested in actually making levels. Um, yeah. I'd, you know, I'm not going to sit there and just make levels. I, I, was a kid, I'm not, I would love it, but. Yeah, exactly. I was big into construction sets as a kid in video games, but. Um, I've heard that just playing some of the online ones are, are a lot of fun. Um, and even the story, the single player story is really cool. So I picked it up. Um, and so far it's been a lot of fun. I've been just playing the story mode for right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you just play through levels and when you beat them, you get coins and you're trying to build back up this castle, Peach's castle. Um, and, uh, Can't and then you I- just accept like a normal one story home. No. Just be happy. No. Not, not make not, Mario not happy, and Luigi not, go through all that mess and trouble. It, listen, it's not us that's unhappy. It's Peach. <laughs> it's always Peach. I think there's deeper issues there than just the yeah. size of her castle. Okay, Peach. <laughs> um, the, so one thing that you do is that you, if you have the online, then you can share levels. So you can go on and grab other people's levels. There's like continuous play. There's a lot of different modes in the game. So it looks like it's going to be fun. I haven't really gotten into it much yet. I've probably yeah, only played Yeah, it's a game that night. I, part of me just, if I didn't have all these other games to play, yeah. I'd love to pick that up and dig into it and whatever. But I know I'm just, if I bought it, it would just sit there. Yeah. Well, I totally understand. Yeah. It was kind of a whim. I went, I, I was looking at it and, uh, a buddy of mine online had it, and I, I, he's one of my friends online, so I figured, hey, this is something I could do with the Nintendo Online, finally. Yeah. That's this, cool. this brings us back to, like, if they supported Bluetooth headsets, you could actually have an online community where you could speak to people back and forth. I yeah, don't, that's I, a big one. I just don't know why they don't do that. It, yeah. it, it totally is... It's ponderous. Yeah, when you... <laughs> Ponderous. It's ponderous. When you and I do it, I was thinking about that because I want us to be able to talk. Otherwise, it's going to be well. The, weird. We're, we're going to have to use Discord. Okay, yeah. You just get on Discord. We we I have a room in Discord. You jump in. We talk, and then we say, "Let's launch this game." We find each other and we play. That's the way there most people do it. Yep, so that's what we're going to have to do. Yep. 
Okay. okay. Picked up uh, more Wonderswan games. We talked about that. that. But here's my big one. Yeah, yeah. Well, for me, it's funny because I don't feel like it did that much this month, but going through all this stuff, I realized I did you a did. lot. You did. I yeah. did a whole lot. And yep. I was only, this is only in like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was online going through random things like I do, at, you know, everyone's at work and stop and just check your phone and things. And somehow I got wind that Walmart was blowing out their Street Fighter 2 arcade one-up cabinets for one ninety nine. Yeah. And I'm like, ugh, that's still more than I want to spend on it, but it is the exact cab I would want to modify because it has, you know, the six-button layout, so I can play pretty much any button and joystick game, which yeah. is the vast majority of arcade games. And that's pretty much how we model our barcades, our yeah. low-top arcades. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So if you, for those who don't know, I had <laughs> already had two main machines, which had Raspberry Pis in them, playing arcade games emulating arcade games one that i made from scratch which i really love which is my has a vertical screen um and then one which i basically took a display from my work where i work at um at electrical supply company and i modified that almost as a joke yeah to fit a, a you know a regular lcd small computer screen in there and uh made it work and put the buttons i already had buttons and just had to buy a raspberry pi and throw it in there and took some car speakers i made it dirt cheap and it worked but it was never pretty um the way the display looked kind of you kind of had to duck to see the screen it was never great so i was thinking i would love to take that whole setup basically gut it and throw it in one of these arcade one-ups so i went to walmart and picked up a street fighter 2 championship edition arcade one-up cab and it looks awesome i mean i'm looking at the screen right now and I used an old Dell monitor LCD for my display, and it, it's fine. It works great, but that monitor actually is very bright. I mean, it's it, it's very crisp and very bright. I actually bright. love the monitor. Um, yeah. I heard some negatives about it online, but I don't agree with them. I don't see anything negative about that. It looks great. So I was planning to t- put it up as a Street Fighter cab and try to use it for a few weeks just as that. I literally played one game, told myself I officially hate fighters. I just can't get into them. Um, to be honest, I got my booty kicked by the first player. I I just I can't do fighters. I don't know why. Yeah, which is weird because on paper it does everything I want, which is like you have to like learn this moves from this one guy and get skilled at it and yeah and use different strategies against the. It just doesn't work for me though. Right. So within one game, I had already hopped on Amazon and bought the things I need to buy to convert the whole thing to a meme cab, and uh, it was more involved than simply that because that monitor is. First of all, it's super flat, which is cool. Um, and the, the motherboard is bolted right to the back of it. So you have to unscrew that cover, pop that board out, and unplug everything. And at that point, you literally at now just have a monitor and some buttons and nothing else in there. I mean, that's I stripped it down to that um, with only a couple screws. Um, yeah. So there, you go on Amazon. There's a little kit, basically, that converts... I don't know what the connection is on this monitor, but it's basically like a linear 20-pin connector. That's weird. It's not HDMI. It's <clears> not VGA. <throat> it's not DVI. Right. It's it's its own thing, and it had a name to it. I want to say it was like four letters, but I'd never seen it before. But on Amazon for 16 bucks or whatever it is, you can get a converter, and you plug that into it, and you can also uh, take the audio out of that converter, run it into your speaker. So I do have a... I already owned it. It was already my other arcade cabinet, but it's a little... 6 watt power amp again yeah. from Amazon mm-hmm. uh, plug that in there um, it only comes with one speaker 
The speaker is interesting because I don't know if you can. I saw right. the holes in it's the, right there, in the yeah. top, yeah. And it's basically in the control panel, one speaker off to the right side with the holes drilled out. So when I was playing it, uh, it just sounded weird. It didn't sound full, and it sounded like all the sound was coming from one side. So I simply drilled those same holes in the other side, which unfortunately do go into like the instruction card for the uh, Sure, but the I mean, logo. you're not even using that. Yeah for, yeah, for the Street Fighter, which I'm not using. So I just drilled that same pattern in over there and added a second four-inch speaker I had from an old pair of computer speakers and um, ran them both off the same amp, and it sounds great. Um, you haven't heard it yet because I have it on quiet now, but um, replaced all the controls because the controls were pretty chintzy. Are they, they were, yeah. Now, so those the- are the original joysticks, Okay. and I don't love them, um, but my I have HAP controls. So the ones that come with it are Sanwa style controls. I don't know if you know the difference between Hap and Sanwa. I do, and I, I I actually like Sanwa. A lot of people do. I'm I'm stuck on Hap because that's what I grew up with. That's the American controls. The, sure. The buttons are a little harder to push. They click a little harder. They're convex, whereas Sanwa are concave. Okay. And they're a little looser. Oh, I thought you were talking about the joysticks. I like the Sanwa sticks better than I oh, like okay, the... Okay. So I'm talking about the buttons now, but the joysticks, same thing. The Sanwa, yeah, yeah. Um, they usually have a ball top, but you can get a, a bat top. Yeah, yep. And they're a little. They have a little um, slop in them, a little give to them. Whereas the hap are very, right, rigid. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're also smaller underneath, whereas the, as the hap are wider. So if I was going to put haps in here, I would have to get a Dremel out and drill some plastic away to make them fit. Gotcha. So I have not done that yet. I still have them from my old machine, but I've been using the Sanwas. Um, the on and off and the volume controls that came with the machine are completely disconnected now. They don't do anything. Uh, what I chose to do is, on the top of the machine, you can't see it because it's on the back, I installed a switch, an on-off switch. Basically, forward is off. Almost like a light switch, but it's actually from an, an industrial controls, which I sell. Yeah. Um, but to run all the power, basically what I did is I ran a six-foot appliance cord into this machine. Yeah. Um, again, because I do electrical, I put a four-square box in there with a quadplex uh, <laughs> I'm trying to make it sound fancier than it is a quadplex uh, basically four plugs for yeah. power and I took the hot everything else is connected up but I took the hot ran it up to that switch on the top ran the other line down back to the quadplex so I, you flip that switch the hot now goes to all four of those outlets Gotcha. So anything you plug in those outlets now turns on basically like a light switch on a surge protector but I have the switch on the outside of the machine so you turn that on, and it turns on the monitor, it turns on the Raspberry Pi, it turns on power to the speaker all at the same time, and uh, works really well. And then, so at that point, I didn't want to go crazy. I didn't want to, you know, I've seen some really crazy modifications, but I did like two things I saw. Um, really one thing I saw, uh, which is kind of the extra mood lighting. Yeah. So I already had this strip here because we had extra samples. The little LED yeah, so strip. So it's a little white LED strip, and I just put it right underneath the edge of the control panel so that when you turn on the machine, it kind of lights the artwork on the front, and it kind of lights your feet where you're at. And then uh, I did go on Amazon for like 12 bucks. You can buy a cheap Chinese import um, LED strip kit that's for a 60-inch TV. Yeah. So there's <coughs> four strips of LEDs in the back, and it comes with a remote, which I just tossed in there, but I just leave it on blue. So it kind of gives a nice blue backlight to the machine. Neat. Um, one last thing I want to do to it, and I did this to my previous one I pulled it out of, 
but I want to put in, I'm going to cut a hole in the side and put in a faceplate that has um, a Cat5 connector and also a HDMI, not HDMI, a um, USB connector. So basically I can just take those ports from my Raspberry Pi that's in there, move them to the outside. So if I ever want to plug in my internet, I can just plug it straight in the side. Or if I want to plug in a controller or a keyboard, I just plug it in the side without having to open it up to get to the, yeah. that. And it'll look clean. It'll look nice. Yep. I can get one in black so that it matches. That's nice. That would be cool. I put a wireless dongle on the Raspberry Pi that's in mine so that I can have a wireless keyboard that I just keep tucked away somewhere. Oh, it's like go. dedicated to the bar top. Um, and then I put a wireless little card because mine's a Raspberry Pi 2 that doesn't have wireless in it either. Same so. here. This is the same thing. Yeah, so I put, I put a wireless dongle in there too. Uh, but no, I think that's great. I think it, it looks awesome. Uh, I mean, that's... Now, when you hit the power button though, the Raspberry Pi doesn't shut down gracefully, does it? No, it's a hard shutdown. Okay. You're right. Yeah. So do you go into Emulation Station and actually shut down that first? Do a shutdown command? Or no, do you just... should I? <laughs> yeah, it'll corrupt. It could corrupt your Linux install, and then it, you'd have to reinstall everything. Gotcha. So you got to... It's like it's like Windows. You don't want to just power it off. You want to do a shutdown gracefully. Hmm. They have a little kit you can buy that will um, basically, like when you hit the power switch... Yours is a hard power, so it's going to shut down anyway. But they have one where you hit the button and it will gracefully shut down and then shut everything, power power off everything. Gotcha. So you could extend, change one of those switches that you've disconnected. You could hit that button and it would do a shutdown of Emulation Station and and Linux. And then it would say, it would go blank, then you could hit the power or something like that. Yeah. But I mean, if you don't have any problems, I wouldn't worry about it. It's been on and off. 50, 60 times so far. No yeah. issues yet, but... It's pretty... Raspberry Pi's are pretty resilient with so I've that. played the crap out of Neo Turf Masters. Yeah. I played multiple games. Such a great games. game. Yeah. And um, I think you and I play it differently. I, I don't care about coins on that one. Um, I just want to play 18 holes and see how well I can do it. And that's what holes. I do, too. Yeah. Um, so I've gotten some pretty good scores on there. I'm getting better and better. Who do you usually play as? I play as the first guy. Like, with the, the most balanced everything. The American? The American, yeah. I've been playing as the British guy with the glasses because mm-hmm. his accuracy is way up. Um, but lately I've been trying to get the, I want to say the German to work for me. Okay. Who has a little more power. Yeah. There's one guy that's just all power and no control whatsoever. I can't imagine anybody using that guy. But Yeah, that would be a weird guy. To, and I'm going to leave. I just play the balance guy because it's just easier to do. But yeah. um, I think I might try some other dudes. <laughs> it's a great game. I love that game. It's so fun. I already I I already put 4 or 5 hours into that game on onto this arcade. Um outside of that, I've been playing I mean that's the vast majority of what I've been playing. I played a little Donkey Kong on it for our last episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um there was a period of the the most hours cuz you can go into emulation station and see how many hours you've spent on each game. Oh, yeah. And you can rank them by that. Um, I got really got into Time Pilot '88, like it's mm. it's the second version of Time Pilot, like yeah, yeah. Time Pilot Two. I there was a period of time where I played that for like a whole summer. I loved that game and got super good at it. Huh. I even got my neighbor like addicted to it. Uh, the the he's a kid that lives next door. He came over and watched me play it once, and he got hooked on it. <laughs> it's a great game. I love awesome. that one. 
So anyways, there's my build. Um, it's beautiful. I, I, it's making me want to do it. But if I if I if that Star Wars cabinet ever comes to reality, I might have to wait till that comes out. Well, it's out, it's available for pre order right now from GameStop. Yeah, only GameStop. Right yeah, five hundred bucks. Yeah, that's too um, much. It's a lot. It's a lot. And I want to I want to hear the reviews. How good the controller is. I mean, if it's chintzy and breaks easily. Well, what I'm partially kind of looking for still, even though I don't have any room. You can see I, I had to reorganize the room. I don't know if you noticed to fit my little arcade in here now. Absolutely, yeah. There, I used to have a shelf there with a TV on it and yep. stuff there, and now it's I. It's all over. Found here. that little room, so now you open the door and there's barely enough room to get in my ho- in my room. Yeah. Because the shelf's over there now, but I mean I'm maxed out in here. Um, maxed out. But what I would like is there. I can't remember which one it is. Maybe just it might just be the Pac Man one. I think there is another one where they do a vertical screen. Hmm. So I would love to get one for horizontal, one for vertical. Yeah. I'd love to have that vertical option. It just looks the game feels so much more real when you're using all the real estate vertically. Nope, I agree. I, I don't know if I would I don't know if the realist the physical real estate in a room is worth doing that. Yeah. For the, the you know, for the benefit of not having little bars on the side, but I don't know. I think that looks perfect. I think that I don't know. People are crazy. That monitor looks fantastic. Yeah, I also do want to find a way to make little accessories to pop on the, on there somehow. Yeah, but it needs to. I, I don't want to do it chintzy. I want it to look good, mm-hmm. so that I can add a trackball and a spinner. Mm. But it would have to be. It can't be the ones that come with these because they're pretty garbage. But yeah, like the legit hap trap. Because maybe you can make a little drawer that slides out of the side or something, or a drawer or even. Ex- you know, if I put the USB on in there, yeah, you could you just literally take a little module. I just click on the side, or I don't know. I don't know. All right, all right. Mine. I've got the next one as well. Yes, you do. Have you seen this thing? I I've heard about it. I haven't seen it though. So I finally just pulled the trigger and said, you know, I've been. This has been in my wish list on Amazon for like almost a year now. Okay. And uh, before I realized how much stuff I had to talk about, I'm like, I'm just going to pick it up so I can try it, talk about it on the show. I love it. I, it wins. Can I take it out? This is another Hyperkin product. Yeah. It is called the Trooper. So my Atari 2600 I've had since I was, since my parents were, before I was born. Yeah. And it was handed down to me. And here, I'll show you real quick. Sure. The... Everyone loves this controller because it's probably mostly because of nostalgia. But it's supposed to look like this, right? Mm-hmm. So it's got this kind of soggy joystick, right? Yeah. And it's got the button, which is also a little bit soggy. Um, but I don't know about yours. All of mine have always been like this. Yep. And if I actually want to play this, I take this off and just play the bare That's what white, I do too. white stick. Yep. And when I had my Commodore 64 way back in the day, I'd get these joysticks sometimes because when I'd find them used... I broke joysticks left and right on my Commodore 64. Track and field or whatever Exactly. Whatever. Whatever I was playing, I'd break the joystick. And sometimes I'd find these at garage sales for a buck. And I'd get them, and I'd break them in a month. But at least I played them for a month. But So I'm well aware of those joysticks, yeah. So here you go. Here's the original. I'm giving yep. you the original. Yep. So I've never actually owned a legit... In fact, there's the one I'm using right now. I've got it running in the background. Yeah. I've never actually owned a legit uh, Atari 2600 controller that was still had the rubber sleeve 
attached. Yeah. It's always been off, and you pull it off, and you're using the white plastic underneath. Yep. So, I'm like, I want to get one of these things. And then the, it's soggy, and as they go, they, they've got these, like, bubble membranes that actually make the connection That's underneath. right. They're like little bubble buttons. So, over time, they get weaker and weaker and weaker until, yep. like and this you- one, it's really hard to do down. Yep. So, I'm like, I'd love to get an Atari 2600 that's still a uh, joystick, that's still an Atari 2600 joystick, but works. Yes. So, before I tell you, feel this. Just feel the weight. Oh, wow. So, that is Hyperkin's uh, Atari 2600 recreation joystick. Now, they make their own, um, you can see it right on here, it says, for the 2600 or the Retron 77, which is their Which is their, yeah, I see that in fries all the time. Also, if you want one of those... Dimple Records right now still has them. Last time I checked, still has the Retron seventy seven. Yeah. Oh wow. Which are like fifty to seventy percent off right now. If they're, I need to roll by there. there. I I just have. I don't go by that area very often anymore for work. I used yeah. to go by it all the time. So part of the reason this thing is heavy is because it comes with three times the original amount of cord. Yeah. So that's a plus, but the unit itself is actually more solid as well. But if you feel this. The joystick itself feels like it should. There's buttons on both sides now. So yeah. it doesn't matter if you're right-handed, left-handed, or whatever. Yep. And they do have some click to them now. Oh. And I plugged it in. I've used it. It's amazing. It's a, it's a great joystick. Yeah, that would probably be even good on the 64. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, it would work. Yeah. They're, they're all a, the same. I mean, it doesn't... On the 64, I'm used to the, the Competition Pro, which has the, all the clicky-clickies. See, I use the Competition Pro on my 2600. And I've been using that temporarily but like this feels right with the 2600 nope you're right no i that this feels amazing and they're like i think these are 14 bucks that's great i, I like that that's awesome i love the word grain, wood grain the faux wood grain on it too yeah it does have a faux wood grain so it's not you know and it has the, the beveled edge which is kind of the uh yeah hyperkin mm-hmm. signature there um so it, lo- n- it looks enough like an atari product for you to be like oh that's an atari controller yeah but it looks different enough that you go like, yeah, but it's like a new version of it. If it's only fourteen bucks, I mean, I that'd be fun to get for my Atari, my real Atari twenty six hundred, just so have something that looks authentic with it instead of a Competition Pro. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to throw this in my. I kept it in here for now to show you the weight, but it's going right in my Atari bucket now because <laughs> that's going to be my normal controller. I like that. That is really cool. I think it's cool. So the my next thing is pretty quick. Um, I I had this frustration with the GameCube because I got that Hyperkin HDMI cable recently. Mm-hmm. I plugged the GameCube in; it looks great. My problem is I don't have any games for my GameCube. <laughs> it's just like I <laughs> That's just an issue. I have four games: I have Ikaruga, I have Super Mario Sunshine, I have Super Smash Melee, um, and I have a fourth one. I don't remember what it is. It's a good lineup. Um, yeah, it's a good. Those aren't bad games, but and they I have, look. Fan- I think I have three. Yeah, and they look fantastic on with that new cable on, on that cable on the big table. I mean, on the big LCD. But I don't have any games, and I, I could go buy games. But have you seen GameCube game prices lately? Yeah, they're pretty bad. They're ridiculous. So I went. I said I started researching how to mod my GameCube, and there is a chip that literally is like three bucks. The mod three chip bucks. The chip for the for that is about three ninety nine, about three bucks, three ninety nine. If you buy it in bulk, it's two ninety nine. Um, uh, why didn't you, you include me in on this so we could have saved ourselves fifty cents each? Exactly. If, and if you um, 
if you buy it like in the US, don't want to wait for it to come from China, it's like seven ninety nine, you know, big whoop. Um but that's with shipping. So I, I I ordered one. And it's this little um it's a little tiny, it's like God, it's I mean it's like this big. It has chips on for it. For the listeners, he's holding his yeah. fingers. Yeah, I mean about it's an like an inch apart each way. About an inch apart each way. It's tiny. But it has like six holes in it. And what it is, it's it's very, I've never seen a mod chip like this. On the motherboard on the GameCube, you sit it on the motherboard, and if you align it correctly, in those six holes, you see the solder joints you need to attach. So you don't have to use any wires or anything. You just lay the PCB down, and you put solder in six of these holes, and you're done. <laughs> huh. Now, I didn't do that because I didn't want to set set it there. I wanted to set it to the side because there's a screw hole where you could attach the PCB. So I did do the six wires, but you don't have to. Um, I did that so it was nice and neat, and I could just tape the wires down. Um, I did that. Uh, the mod took me like 20 minutes, put it all back together, and it works perfectly. And I've been... So is it, it just burn, it burnt games now? Yep. So okay. you just get like the little mini DVDs, which you can buy on, on Amazon or eBay, um, and you just burn games to the discs. I've only had one that didn't work, and it was one I really wanted. It was Double Dash. <laughs> but so the, the the beautiful thing about the mod chip though is it'll do PAL or NTSC games. So I just went and grabbed the PAL image, burned it, and it works perfectly. Huh. And it looks fine on my TV and everything. How much so, are those little mini CDs going for though? Um, I just got a spindle of twenty five of them for I think it was twenty four bucks. Huh. So I mean it's a buck. Let's just say a buck a disc. Um, you don't waste a lot of them because they almost always work. So it's like a buck a game. Hmm. And I downloaded, I, I had a spindle already cause I was trying these other hacks. There's these soft mods for the GameCube. They don't work well. So don't, <laughs> I advise don't do it. I've, bur- I've wasted more of those little DVDs than you can imagine trying to test out a way to get working DVDs. This thing works every time. So, I mean, it's, it's awesome. I've burned about seven discs already and they all work perfectly. Cool. So I got double dash. I've been playing double dash. I've been playing. Um, what else have I been playing? Um, double dash was really the one I really wanted to play. And finally I got it to work with the pal version. Um, Luigi's mansion. That was the big one. Game. That thing's like 50 bucks. If you try to buy it, like the original, oh, if really? you can find it, it's gone up. Um, I haven't played that. I've only played the three DS, the second version. Oh, okay. Luigi, Luigi's dark moon mansion, dark moon. Okay. Which is great. Yeah. Great game. Um, So it's like, you know, breathing a whole new life into the system. So now I'm starting to explore the catalog for GameCube. So it's it's great. Very cool. But the mod chip, not hard. I mean, I'd probably rate it like, you know, three out of seven Marios for difficulty of installation. How about out of 63 burnt flushes? (laughs) Um, and the cool thing is I have three GameCubes. I mean, I bought them on Goodwill. You can still get them. 15 bucks, 10 bucks. GameCubes are that cheap. Oh, they're Just re- not with the controllers. No, sometimes they don't have the controller. Sometimes they don't have the power supplies. The controllers are expensive. They are expensive. Especially if you want Nintendo ones, which you do want because the yep. other ones are garbage. One of my GameCubes, I got a, I got one that had one of the wireless controllers with it. It was like 20 a bucks. Wave bird? Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. 
So, cool. so I had I there was low, no risk. If I destroyed that GameCube, I was like, whatever. I'll just move yeah. to my next one. Works perfectly. Probably so. came from Goodwill, loose in a box, rattling around. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, that was a horror story. It still worked. worked. Still which worked is out. Nintendo credit to Nintendo. So we only got a couple more things here in catching up, which okay. of course, like we said, it's taken a long time, but it's I'm having fun. Yep. Um, last time we talked, I was in Legacy... Well, no, I, I did go to Legacy Games. Last time we talked, I was talking about how my daughter's DS came with that R4 cart. Which I which I didn't know about, and I was, like, flabbergasted. I was like, what? So, this R4 cart, there yeah. it is. Yep. So, I asked my... One, my one daughter, like, cracked the hinges on her DS. She had a nice... Uh, yeah. Like light pearl blue one. I heard that can happen. So I mean, oh, they, it's, they it's... break regularly. DSs are in bad. Yeah, they break. Yep. So hers is pretty much trash. I mean, it works, but she has to like hold uh, it at the right angle so it doesn't flop around. It's her own fault. She dropped it <laughs> from the top of a bunk bed. Yeah, she wasn't paying attention. And just chucked it. Um, my other daughter got has one. It's a nice white one, and it's beautiful, and I love it. But I can't just steal my daughter's DS. Yeah. So I'm like, fine, I need to go get my own DS. So I was at Legacy Games here in Elk Grove, California, our Beautiful. friendly local video game store. Yep. And they had three on offer. They had two lights, DS lights, and they had a DS, what's the other one called? It's not the XL. I mean, that was the 3DS. No, 3DS. A, There's the DS. There was a light. I mean, I think the light ones, or the light ones play um, the DS games as well as the Game Boy Advance. Game Boy Advance games, right? Yeah, but then there was a cost-reduced one that came out after that, which I found out. Hmm. And it was... I'm looking at... That's the one I bought. Long story short, that's what I bought. Okay. I can't think of what it's called because it doesn't say it on here. Anyways, the DS lights a year ago were 15 bucks. Yeah. They started skyrocketing. I say skyrocketing. They're, they're about 40 bucks now. Yeah. And going up. Whereas the version I got here, which is called the DSi, that's what D- it's called. DSi, that's DSi. right. DSi. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Which I own now. I bought this nice black one. Love it. Legacy Games. Look at, I mean, it's like almost Let me check that almost out. new. Um, the screen's beautiful. It's not beat up. The hinge works. It's nice and tight. Oh, man. I actually like the gr- just the black image of this. Yep, mine's all black. Black on black with more black. Um, I physically held both of them in my hand when I was checking them out. And um, there you go. Yeah. The screen is brighter and clear. It has a better screen than the DS Lite. Uh, the buttons are actually tighter and clickier. Yeah. Uh, it's a little bit thinner. It does not have the GBA slot, mm-hmm. but it does have a camera built into it. Not that anybody cares anymore. Nope. But I mean, um, if you already have a GBA, then that's yeah moot. So uh, these ones have been holding steady at their price point. Yeah. Whereas the DS Lights are cr- climbing up. Oh, I don't want to ask you how much. That's rude. That's so rude. I'm not telling you. It's 40 bucks. It was the same price. About. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think these were at 35 a little bit less. Okay. But everyone's clamoring for the DS lights because they have both cartridges. Yeah. But the screen doesn't look as good. The buttons aren't quite as nice. And the plastics, if you like, this is like kind of a mat or eggshell, I guess, but kind yeah. of a mat. Whereas the DSi is, or DS Lite is yeah. glossy. Yep. And I think this is just a nicer system. Yeah. It so looks awesome. So the price on this thing has been holding still while the DS lights are going up, and I yeah. think it's a better system. Yep. And if you're an OG like you and me, then you already have a OG. GBA. Exactly. I have multiple ways to play GBA games. Yep. So when I first plugged in the R4 cart, it didn't load right, and it 
said it wasn't working. I'm like, oh, shoot, it only works on the DS Lite, and I bought the wrong system. For the reason, I put more games on it, tried it out in the DS Lite. My daughter's worked, shoved it back in here, and now it works. I don't know. Maybe it just wasn't in all the way or something. It could be something silly like that. <laughs> but it's funny because when you load it up, it just, for whatever reason, shows Star Wars Lethal Alliance. No matter what you have on there, that's what it shows. Oh. I don't have that game on here. That's weird. Um, I'm loading it right now. You can see the address, the web address. So I just go to games. There they all are. And uh, Metal Slug 7, right there is one. Picross. We talked about Picross last time. Yeah. Contra 4. Um, oh, man. So loading now, here. Now i got to buy one of these. Gosh. Well, I still got to get the Dreamcast modded like you have. Yeah, I still got to uh, get my Way yeah. Forward. Way Forward. Yeah. That looks awesome. Very cool. Yep. Press Start. Contra 4. So, yeah, I mean, it's a great-looking game. Because you know what series I wanted to play that uh, on these, uh, on the DS is the Etrian Odyssey games? I've never played oh, one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always wanted to. Um, I don't know, maybe, yeah, maybe i got to get into that. Well, nobody really want to try on here, and this will lead us into some other things. Um, it will lead us into other things. Here we go. I'm shooting on machine guns. Yep. And, of course, because of the DS that goes all the way up the screen. Yeah. Both screens. Anyways, stoked that I got this. Um, I did put some Fire Emblem games on here. Oh yeah, that, that, that that's that's a killer. The killer app for the DS is the Fire Emblem games. Yeah, the, the two screens make that awesome because you can pick an inventory screen on one screen and do like your tactical moves on the other screen. Okay, um, that's where I actually fell in love with Fire Emblem games was on the. DS. Well, you have to let me know which one to try to start. Okay, because I want to I want to yeah. get into them. So this is kind of leading me in my next thing. Yeah, which I'll go ahead and bypass yours so I can. Sure. it's a good segue. That's fine. But I also want to try a Pokemon game, and I think that's a good place to start. Yes, and I love Pokemon games. So, so we talked about that before. Like, yep. Few, last couple episodes, I've never yep. tried one. I do want to try one. I want to get into a good one. That's yeah, the essence of Pokemon without it being crazy. Yep. So on my vacation, I decided. That we had some family time. Yeah. I've been trying to get my girls. We were talking about magic cards. I love magic. Yeah, I love magic. I've been playing the card clash, card battle, whatever it is. The yep. Neo Geo Pocket card yeah. game. And I'm like, I want to play some card games for my daughters. So, and we'd just seen Detective Pikachu like a month ago. Yes. So I went out and bought myself a couple of Pokemon decks of oh, nice. legit cards here. My son was super into Pokemon games. And then he got my daughter into it because they would play together. Oh, and then cool. watching them play it, I was like, "Well, I'll try it." And I I actually played. A, I've played a few rounds. I wouldn't say I'm good at it. I don't. I didn't buy my own cards. I bought my own starter deck. Yeah, but yeah, I, these are both theme decks or pre-made decks. Yep, it's a fun game. Um, and it's made by Wizards of the Coast, which mm-hmm. is the same people that make Magic. Yep. So, it's hold on. Even though it's not a video game. I like to review hot topics like Pokemon, which was made sure. like 20 years ago. Uh, absolutely. Um, so, it's not as good as Magic. <laughs> it's not. There's a lot of luck in there, yep. which is good for my girls because yeah. it kind of evens the playing field. Because yes. So, I bought it, and I did convince one of my daughters to play one game with me so far. Okay. So, of course, how do I learn to play it? Well, first of all, first of all, I went on YouTube and watched some guy. Mm-hmm. Of course, at the end of his show, he says, well, you can go online and download it for free. And I went on the Pokemon website and downloaded the app and played like 30 games. Yeah. 
I played like two nights in a row, probably two hours a night. I'm like, okay, I think at this point I got the game down. I'll teach my daughter. We played one game. She was done. I went back to my computer, kept playing. Did she not um, like it? No, she liked it all right, I oh, think. Um, my daughter loved it and wanted to always play, and I was I was sometimes busy, and like I think she just got tired of asking, but I, I'd play with her a lot. I'm jealous. But, yeah. It's funny, because our big issue was my daughter likes to play games, but like she will get fixated on something. So in this game, she was trying to learn how to flip a coin, because she can't flip a coin. Okay. So she would yeah. have to like get up from the table, like, push her chair out, walk over to like the middle of the room, like try to throw the coin up in the air and try to flip it. Yeah, and like some of these cards, every time you attack, you have to flip three times. So it would take like five minutes every time. Like the game lasted forever. Yeah, um, there's a app on phones that will keep score for board games, but yeah. it, it has like a flip a coin kind of button. Okay, so you could just tap the app. There you go. Anyways, so yeah. I, I got some Pokemon cards, but I do want to play the actual game and give it a shot. Um, yeah, and you know the funny thing is I haven't played. Um, I played the th- I played the 3DS one all the way through and beat it. Yeah, I haven't played there's a, a few d- 3DS ones, isn't there? I'm sorry, there's a bunch. Yeah, yeah, okay. there's yeah, but I mean I haven't played a DS one and beat it all the way through. I know I've started them before, so <laughs> have to think are there anything that. like the card game, or is it just by name only? They're not, I mean, no, they're like the card game. I mean, it is an RPG. So, I mean, it's, it follows the same rules of recall. You know, like in the card game, you can recall your Pokemon to your yeah. hand, put out another Pokemon, stuff like that. There there are things you can cast in a Pokemon game to recall your guy. I don't want to say they're exactly the same, but it's not a, like Card Fighters is card game. Yeah. Like on the Neo Geo, it's not a card game. It's an RPG, but it it follows the same things, and the evolutions are all the same. You know, it's like 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 a uh, you know uh, a Pikachu go Pikachu one. evolves into a Raichu, and Raichu evolves into whatever. You know what I mean? It, Nerd alert! Exactly, it, it goes into the same. That's the button I wanted. Nerd alert! The um, it, you know, it follows the same rules. Next thing you know, you're going to be at American Girl doll store picking out. Sure, I love it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I love it. We all nerd out in our own way. All right, you got one more thing here, which is uh, pretty cool. Yeah, so here it is. Hold on, you know what? I think it's time for a review. Yeah. It's time for a review! So our buddy, uh, Rod Hole at Future Was 8-Bit, these went on to sale recently, and Tim Drew sanctioned on Twitter, right? Yep. They're all part of it. Future was 8-bit, but uh, I bought the SD2 Pet Future, which is like the SD2 IEC, but for the pet. Now, the pet doesn't have an IEC channel. You know, the, like Commodore 64, VIC-20, they all have IEC, mm-hmm. which is the disc channel. The pet has IEEE, which is the, was the standard back then. And I can't even say that. It's yeah. too many vowels. Yep. Uh, but this has the same thing. Uh, yeah. So that's an IE connector that goes plugs in the back of the back of the pet, Pretty. and that is just the cassette port that powers it. Mm-hmm. So you plug that in, you plug this into the cassette port, and then it just has an SD card, and you can load up pet disc images. Now, you know I restored my pet, and I'm proud of it, and I love my pet, but it it's from '78. <laughs> I saw this, <laughs> so you know I mean the games are rudimentary. So and a lot of them are even more rudimentary than I show online because I show like Millipede, Space Invaders. 
some of the games are even before that like they're like little text adventures like i loaded up lunar lander and it was you think lunar lander like i'm gonna like control the thrust and i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna land this lander on the moon it, it, it's like text it's like hey how much fuel you want to add 80 how much <laughs> thrust do you want to go left 14 like you you type in the parameters and i was like oh no i don't want to I do like how the computer had more personality than you did yeah so how i how much uh, fuel do you want to put in 80 so you know i i love the commodore pet and it's one i've refurbished and gotten up but i mean there's not a lot of stellar games on it um that you would probably want to play but i i still love tinkering with it and uh yeah, that's cool um you know, I, I loaded up. Uh, what was the game I loaded up the other, the other yeah, the breakout? Yeah, the breakout. I played that I saw for that on Twitter. I played that for a good twenty minutes. I mean, I like a good breakout, and it was a solid version of breakout. I mean, it's it's breakout, you know. Cool. Uh, but I, there was a version of Millipede that was really awesome that I played, and I can't find it in a disc image format. The problem is this won't load tap files. Mm. It's only disc images and PRG files. So I got to find that version of Millipede so that I can try to I play hold it. that. It's yeah. a pretty thing. I, yeah, I mean, they did I saw a good that, job. I was excited. I'm like, oh, I need to pick up one of those. It's so beautiful. And I'm like, wait, why, why would I do no, that? I don't own the machine. You have nothing that would work on that. <laughs> but it's pretty. Now, the funny thing is the, I mean, just a little side story is with the IEEE channel. Um, you could buy a module that plugged in the Commodore 64 that would run IEEE. So you could run all the disk drives for the pet on the Commodore 64. And my friend growing up had one called the, um, what was it, the MSD2, which was a floppy drive for the pet that had lots of disk space. And you could buy this little module that would convert it to the Commodore 64 and use it. So I'm, you know, I I got very familiar with that protocol, but this is the first, like, um, somebody sold an SD device years ago for the pet, and then they discontinued it, and you haven't seen it in 10 years. Yeah. So... You know, Rod over there is doing a really cool thing by reissuing cool. some device. I, I was very curious. I'm glad he did it. I'm very curious out of all the computers and things out there why that was the next one for them to, to put together. Yeah. I yeah, mean, I, cool. I, I they've know. They've got the Spectrum, they've got the Commodore, and then, ha, ah, pet. You know, I did bug him about that. I, I About a year ago, I was like, hey, I just got a pet. I need an SD card solution. He's like, <laughs> He's like, well, you know, we're working on that. And I was like, oh, yeah, I need right. it right now. And I've been using cassette to load everything that I do on the pet. And it's, ha- you know, it is a hassle. And it takes a long time. It's fun time. the first couple of times. And you're like, all right, now I'm, now I'm done. Yep. I'm done with it. I'm over it. But anyway, so that's a really neat device. And it works great. I did have trouble getting it to work, but it was because my pet. It's pretty. It's yeah. white and blue. And it looks like, I mean, yep. you can tell that adapter there for the power is from the uh, sd2 iec and you can tell yeah. that the body from the other part is from the the zx spectrum it, it exactly div, div mmc yep yeah it's, but it's colored differently it's pretty i love it yeah works great i don't have a pet though yeah all right well i think we are done catching up yeah that's a lot of stuff Awesome! My goodness, I didn't. Yeah, for a uh, for a month where you were on vacation, most of it. This a lot of stuff. Yeah, look at this. It's yeah. a bounty of stuff. It's a bounty of things to enjoy and play. I actually, it, I'm actually really excited to play Load Runner on my Swan. Yeah, to be honest with you, that sounds so fun. Right That's now. a beautiful. I mean, I love the translucent green case on that. Yeah, it looks good, and it's in like perfect condition. 
um, with packaging and everything. I yep. love it. All right. Well, we are done with catching up, which yeah. means we are on to uh, hearing what Eric has to say. This is going to cover mods on computers as well as retro video game systems. And one thing I found of particular interest was getting feedback on this segment. There are lots of opinions about modding systems. And uh, I'll discuss a few mods that I've done um, as well as kind of the polarization of opinions on these mods. Uh, based on the pe- feedback I've received, uh, some people don't like mods at all. They think that systems should be left alone in their original states, and that's fine. I think people should have what do whatever they want with their collections. Others have different degrees. Like there, I've found a couple people that as long as you don't change the case at all, the outside case, you don't cut into it, then that's okay. Others don't care if you do that. Um, there's just a wide range of people's opinions on modifying your consoles or computers. There's also a distinction between soft modding and hard modding. Soft modding is a way to change the way the software works on consoles or computers to basically get it to do something you want to do, but then you can just easily unplug something and it will revert back to its state. I've done a few of these soft mods myself. Uh, they're pretty interesting. I remember doing the the uh, the Wii. I think the Wii was one of the first consoles that I soft modded, and it. I, I and I did it so long ago. I don't remember the details. I do remember there was some vulnerability that you take advantage of, and you install a homebrew channel, and from that homebrew channel you could get a hard drive to work or whatever. It was a little bit similar to the PS2, one which I've done a lot more recently. Uh, With the PS2 soft mod, um, you basically put a game in, I think it was Agents of Fire, and it had this vulnerability within the software code that allowed you to basically take a memory card and have an executable file on there that would then soft mod the system, allowing you to run basically region unlock it run you could launch backups things like that Uh, and i still use that mod uh, quite a bit and then there are hard mods and some of the hard mods that i have done over the years had different degrees of difficulty i remember one of the first ones i did was a uh, s video mod on the first sega genesis i bought the sega genesis was the first console that kind of got me into retro video gaming consoles before that i had bought a commodore 64 and things like that but it was the first console and i had never had a genesis back in the day so i got this genesis and i wanted to back then i didn't own any crts yet this was probably a good 10 years ago but the LCD monitor that I had did have S-Video out, so I researched it and did this 
as video mod and it really wasn't too bad it, this was so long ago i don't remember the details but it did give me a very nice picture on the lcd and since then i've gotten crts and the crt that i have has s video and it looks amazing so that was probably one of the first mods and then i do remember doing a ps1 mod and this was a little disheartening in that the PS, the early PS1 chip mods were pretty difficult. There were many solder points that you had to attach the chip that you received. And this happened so long ago, I don't even remember the name of the PS1 chip. But I do remember, and this was back when PS1s were still pretty cheap. So you could still go grab one for 20 bucks. But I do remember taking my PS1 and trying, attempting to install this mod, and a couple of the wires had to be attached directly to legs on the chip, uh, the main PS1 chip. And I remember just not having the skills yet to do precise soldering, and I bridged legs on the chip. And so after installing this chip, I booted the PS1 and it did not work. So I reversed everything I did, and this was before I had a desoldering gun, so I had to use a, a desoldering braid to try to get all the solder off, and eventually I kind of got it to work again, but it never worked the same after that. And so it was uh, probably a couple years later I attempted it again after I had kind of spruced up my soldering skills, installed the chip, uh, finally, and it worked perfectly. And I still have that PS1 to this very day. It allows you to install backup discs. It allows you to do region unlocking and things like that. Works great. After that, I remember um, one of the next big ones I did was the Sega Saturn, the V3 chip. And compared to the PS1, it was a snap. But even then, um, by this time that I got the Sega Saturn, I uh, my wife bought this particular Saturn for me for my birthday. And I did not want it to go wrong because, A, Saturns were not as cheap as PS1s. And it was a gift, so I had some you know extra feelings about this console. But I did want to install the chip. And the main reason... Um, unlike the PS1, where the games, you can usually get games pretty cheap, the Saturn, most games are still pretty pricey on it. So I kind of wanted a chip in the Saturn to allow me to play the games I just couldn't afford to buy. So I did that one very carefully, and it involved this little PCB that had the mod chips installed on the PCB, and all you had to do was put a drive connector in, splice a drive connector in lieu of the... Um, well, not in lieu of, but in the chain of the SD of the, I'm sorry, the CD-ROM, and then also kind of solder in a, a power line, and that was it. So, relatively speaking, it was a lot easier than the PS1 chip, but I was sweating bullets doing it, but it turned out fine, and it works great. Another uh, mod I remember doing is uh, the TI-99-4A. There was a whole... Uh, video replacement chip that just gives you 80 columns and more colors. Um, I did that, and it was relatively easy, although you did have to cut away some of the RF shielding using tin snips. That was the first time I had to do that, and that was kind of tricky. But overall, pretty easy mod. Um, and then one of the more, more interesting ones I did was the Sega Dreamcast. I took one of my Dreamcasts. I still have one that is pristine. And that's one thing I'd like to point out is sometimes I like to buy to get two consoles if they're cheap enough. And the Dreamcast, luckily, still one of those consoles you can get for 20 or 30 bucks if you find it. But I, I took a spare Dreamcast that I had and I installed the GDEMU, the GDMU, EMU. 
Um, and that completely replaces the um, the uh, DVD reader on there so that you can pretty much just use an SD card that loads ISO files that you get of games. And it was relatively easy to plug in. I mean, you had to follow the directions, pretty, but the directions were pretty clear and it was pretty easy. And then I have the whole NTSC library on one SD card. It's pretty amazing. Another, and then the most recent mod that I did is I installed a Xeno GC chip in my GameCube. And the reason I did that was because um, I've had a GameCube now for probably over a year, but I have been, had a very difficult time tracking down games for it. Games, for some reason, on the GameCube had exploded in price. And I, there were a lot of games like Luigi's Mansion and um, Double Dash, uh, the Mario Kart game, that I really wanted to play, but I could not find them at reasonable prices in the used market. So this allows you to play backups as well as do region unlocking. And it was pretty straightforward. It was an interesting mod because it comes on a little PCB board that has holes in it that you just lay the chip on top of the motherboard and it lines up with these holes so if you're very careful soldering you don't even need to use wires i actually chose to use wires i think it's six different contact points so that i could put the pcb off to the side and tape it down to the motherboard and it wouldn't get in the way of anything but it was a pretty clean install went really well i will tell people my advice on mods is make sure your soldering skills are up to snuff you want to practice soldering you want to kind of get that down before you do these because it is easy to ruin a console and if it's a cheap one like the ps1 or the dreamcast it's not that big of a deal but if if it's like a sega saturn or or something like that it you, you do run a high risk of damaging the system but there are quite a things that cover the gamut of mods. Like uh, I, whenever I get a retro computer like the Atari ST or the Amiga, I always install the GoTech floppy emulator. It basically is a little box that is exactly the right size for the typical uh, three and a half inch disc that you would see in these systems. And it's just a drop-in replacement. So it's easy. You unplug the the existing floppy drive you plug in this little box and suddenly you can use a usb thumb drive to load up disk images one of the easiest emulate or one of the easiest mods you can do but it's one of the most handy because this way you don't have to use the failing 3.5 or five and a quarter inch discs anymore and i have the gotech emulator probably installed in four or five different systems that i have it's just a, a beautiful thing so anyway that's that that's my eric's take for this month i hope you enjoyed it thanks for listening welcome to cody's big review Rayman 2. So tell us, Cody, how good is it? I've played better. Well, stay tuned next week for another one of Cody's big reviews. Cody! 
Hey, y'all. This is Cody with Cody's Corner this month. I wanted to just uh, go ahead and run back my kind of history, my introduction into video gaming from when I was a kid. Eric did this um, quite a few months back, uh, maybe in episode three or four, uh, if I remember correctly. We just kind of discussed his roots in gaming. So I wanted to just kind of start with, uh, you know, when I was a, a, a wee youngin' and uh, just up through the 8-bit era before I got into the 16-bits and stuff. Because I think there's a few cool stories. Um, or at least, they're neat to me, so hopefully you guys will find them somewhat interesting. Um, but nonetheless, I do remember when I was very young, probably 5 or 6, at various family, um, what do you call them, family get-togethers and things like that. One of our friends or uh, cousins or whoever would have a Nintendo Entertainment System. And so I only knew about Nintendo from other people at first. Um, for whatever reason, I never knew as a kid that I could like ask for things or want things. I just, I'm like, oh, Nintendo was cool. That was fun. I can't wait to go back there and play that again. I never thought, hey, ask mom and dad for it and whine and you know, piss and moan about it, which um, I know is the, kind of the standard child thing to do. But I do remember, I want to say I was probably six and a half, six, um, when for the first time ever on Christmas morning, I wasn't, I didn't even ask for it, um, my parents gave my sister and I a Nintendo Entertainment System. And I was blown away. I wasn't like one of those kids in the videos that goes nuts and starts screaming and crying and bawling because they're so excited. But I was like, wow, that was unexpected and very cool. Let's see what this is all about. And it came with um, the, the power pad and, uh, it came with the, the cart that had Mario, Super Mario Brothers, of course, Duck Hunt, and also world-class track meet. So three games in one. So, you know, this is later, you know, this is not within the first couple of years of Nintendo, um, going kind of public in America because the, this was a later cartridge where they put everything all into one. It also came with the zapper, of course, because DuckTales was included in there. Um, but I remember that Christmas morning, my sister wanting to play Super Mario Brothers all the time, and I didn't know what the fuss was about, because I'd played that one enough at other people's houses, I was kind of over it already, and honestly, to this day, I've never loved that game. I know it was groundbreaking when it was new, but by the time I really learned what video games were, it was already kind of old hat, I guess. Um, but I know that that first morning, we played a whole bunch of it, and probably for a few weeks there we did, um, but I actually think I got more into world-class track meet, where you jumped on the pad and... You know, you quickly learned that you didn't just try to run on it normally. You kind of had to do this little um, chicken shuffle with your feet to to kind of get the the pad to run. And you could jump, you know, like for the triple jump, you jump, you jump, and then you jump, put your feet off to the side, wait like three seconds, and then jump back on the pad to get the longest jump possible. You know, if you tried to actually play that game by doing it legitimately, you had no chance of even getting past the first level. Um, it was cool because all your competitors were named after animals. You know, I think Turtle was the first guy. Um, you know, Rabbit was one of the later guys. I think Horse, eventually, I mean, by cheating, you can get all the way to the end of the game, even though at that point it was still difficult. Um, but I just had a lot of fond memories of that game. But So we brought that home. Um, soon after that, I was really into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I ended up getting the first Nintendo Kart uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, not two, uh, but the first one which is kind of the side-scrolling Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, it was kind of a top-down map, even though it was still like an action game. And every time you went into a building, it would be a, a side-scrolling platformer. And I loved that game. And today, this, to this day, I still prefer that game over the rest of them. Mostly, I'm sure, because of nostalgia, and I know it pretty well. 
Um, I know a lot of people hate that game and think it's terrible or whatever, but it's actually a pretty fun game. I played the Commodore recently, the Commodore port of it, and it was pretty atrocious. Um, it was The graphics were very impressive. It looked very similar, but the gameplay itself was very stunted. Um, but nonetheless, uh, those are kind of my two games for a long time. Eventually, I got Mega Man 3, which started my love for Mega Man to this day. It's probably my favorite NES uh, Nintendo game. Um, I uh, got a few more games over the years, but, you know, my, I, I never did the whole, um, you know, go to the store, the video store every week and bug my parents for a, a video game to rent for the weekend. I rented a few games, but, um, we pretty much bought the games, um, when we wanted them, when I wanted them. Um, I'd save up allowance money or wait for a birthday or something, but I never poured over, the, you know, magazines or... Uh, went to the rental store to see what was new. I just kind of accepted whatever was put in front of me. But I do remember for my birthday one time, I got, I want to say it was like 50 bucks, which was a lot of money back then. Um, and I went to Toys R Us to pick out a Nintendo game, right? A Nintendo game. And this just kind of explains my personality. I, all the games were new to me. I knew nothing about them. You know, there's probably Mega Man 4 out there or 5 or whatever. Um, and I could have grabbed that knowing I was going to like the game. I liked the third one. But my... More was better for me, so I always end up grabbing like, oh, I can get this game for twenty dollars and this game for twenty five rather than spending fifty for one game, and I always ended up with kind of junky games. And um, I remember specifically coming home, skipping out on uh, a game that my sister wanted me to get because she knew it better. Um, but I ended up coming home with Amagon, and uh, I think it was even might have been even in three games: Amagon, Kig Cool. And another game, and they're terrible. They're really bad games. Um, but when that's all you have and it's new to you, I played the heck out of those too. So I still got a lot of time and enjoyment out of them. Uh, my sister quickly got out of the video game thing. I think within the year, she was kind of done with it, and uh, I was just getting started. Right. Um, so at this point, I do have to mention I had a friend, and everyone had one of these, right? That had the oddball system. Now for us, um, the oddball system by far. Well, there was a number of them, but it would be the uh, Master System. Now, I didn't even know what this was. I never even saw advertisements for it. I remember going to his house. His name was Nicholas Johnson. I remember that perfectly. And um, went to his house, and he had it up in his room, which was cool, because when we were kids, you didn't have a TV in your room. Nicholas Johnson had a TV in his freaking room. Oh, my goodness. And um, he had his Master System hooked up to it. Now... We played... A, the coolest thing that he liked to show us was that if you didn't plug a game into it and you turned it on, it played Snail Maze, which was this awful-looking <laughs> maze game where you literally are a snail and you just go up, down, left, and right through a maze. Um, was not impressed. And uh, uh, he, I remember he, him showing us a couple other games, but we quickly went back to... He also had a Nintendo as well, and I remember playing a lot more um, Tiger Heli over there. Um so that, that console, that, to be honest, to this day, that is the only Sega Master System um, that I ever touched. Kind of that original 80s red Sega Master System. Uh, to this day, that's the only one I've ever touched except for the one I purchased myself and own now. Um, I only purchased that like five years ago. Um, so just, I mean, I don't think it's uh, overstated how much the Nintendo ruled the market over here, at least from my point of view as a kid. I knew no one else with anything else. A lot of people had, um, you know, Ataris from their parents when they were uh, 
younger and in televisions, maybe things like that. But you had Nintendo. That was the other systems were just kind of oddballs. That when you got tired of playing your two or three Nintendo games, you could play, you know, the at that point thirty Atari games you had left over for a few seconds each, and then go right back to the Nintendo. Um, so that sure enough happened to me. My parents did magically one day pull out an Atari and uh, the twenty six hundred, the wood grain one. I still own it to this day. I'm looking right at it. It's the one I have now modded with the um, the uh, composite output mod from uh, the future was eight bit. And, uh, of course I love the system now, but back then they showed us, uh, they had, you know, 20 games. My parents, for whatever reason, had like five or six games, uh, that were, uh, carded, you know, still had the plastic housing around it. Uh, most of those were combat, which is a great game, a great two player game. Um, and then they had a whole bunch of games, which were no longer in the cart. They were just the, the PCB board itself. And so we always tried to shove those in, figure out the right way and the wrong way to shove it in. We'd get a game going. Um, specifically, I remember playing a lot of Kool-Aid Man, uh, a lot of Spider-Man, the game. Kool-Aid Man was a fun game um, that I guess you had to... I don't know if you had to send into Kool-Aid for it or whatever. It's not a rare game, but uh, we always liked it. You were a Kool-Aid Man at the top, and you had to kind of get your straw down uh, below to pick up um, things as they... I can't remember exactly how it is, but that's a fun little game. Um, nonetheless, you know, I played Nintendo at that point for five, six years. And then um, I was in the market to, well, to me, I wanted to get the Super Nintendo because that was the new system out. Of course, ultimately, my parents ended up getting me a Genesis about three years after the fact, of course. Um, but in the interim, um, I remember looking through a Sears wish book now. For those who don't know, Sears Wish Book was the ch- you know every child's dream. It'd come out a few months before Christmas, and it was you know this thing was thick, like 600 pages of just toy ads um, with prices. And I'd go through every Christmas and circle everything I wanted, and uh, they all had, uh, you know I'd put stars next to them, like everything with five stars I have to have, four stars are like I'd like to have. You know I went through that. They poured hours into that Wish Book, and of course I'd spend a lot of time in the video game section. Uh, but one time I remember looking in there, and uh, I think it was you know well before Christmas, and I had some money on me, and I noticed there was a system in there, which I'd never recognized before, and um, net, at this point it never clicked to me what it was, but it was called the Sega Master System 2, and uh, it was going for forty nine ninety nine if I remember correctly, it might have been thirty nine ninety nine. It was you know dirt cheap. And it had some pictures of the games. And me being me, rather than save my money up for something reputable and new, I'm like, I don't know what that is, but sure enough, I'm going to buy it. So I got my mom to order it for me. Um, I think the games were, you know, I should should have bought a whole bunch of games with it, but uh, I think I bought one game with it. And uh, I brought it home, or it, got, it showed up in the mail one day, or whatever it was. But um, And I put that thing, plugged that thing in, and started playing the game I bought when I, I think the game was Cloudmaster, which is kind of a side-scrolling... It's actually available now for Switch, but um, it's a little shmup, side-scrolling cute up shmup, and it was hard as nails. It wasn't great, and I was kind of disappointed with myself until I realized I could pull the game out and turn on the system, and there was a game built in, right? Um, of course, I know now that the Sega Master System 2 is the same Sega Master System that my buddy Nicholas Johnson had when we were kids, uh, just kind of modified to be a little less expensive, you know, their second revision, kind of like they did with the Genesis. They made a Genesis 2 and eventually even a super cost-reduced uh, Genesis 3. But um, 
it was this kind of cute, rounded, smaller machine, you know, no uh, power light, um, uh, no room for hue cards. They kind of took out any extra fat and sold this kind of dirt cheap version of the system. However, the built-in game for this system, the Master System 2, was Alex the Kid in Miracle World, which is, in my opinion, one of the best power, uh, power system, Master System games out there. Um, it was a great little game, uh, you know, a platformer where you kind of punched rather than necessarily jumping on people's heads, Mario style, but it was definitely a Mario competitor, right? That was the idea. And, uh, you, you know, you play these games every once in a while, you get to a level where you played a game of what they call Jenkin, but I guess it's rock, paper, scissors against the guy who had a head made out of either a hand that's formed into a rock, paper, or scissors and a couple of eyeballs on it. And it uh, never occurred to me back then that there was a regular pattern you could use to get past it. So I would love that game. I played the heck out of it, but it was completely luck in my mind on how to get past those guys. Um, I got pretty far in the game considering how many times I had to play it and and try to get past those rock, paper, scissors sections. Um, but I love that system. I do remember there was a place down the uh, about 20 minutes from my house called Toy Liquidators, and it was a uh, kind of KB Toys liquidation, uh, you know, is in the the outlet mall. And they had not only old Atari games, but they eventually had old Master System games, uh, you know, new in, new in stock to sell. And they were blowing these things out for five or ten bucks each. And um, I went there a couple times, picked up a few games, and one day I got enough money to go buy some games. So that morning I begged my dad to take me, and he said, no, I have work, like, you know, a normal human being. And I remember whining, crying at that point uh, so much that he finally did take me completely angry. And um, he was very late for work when he, by the time we got back because, you know, after all that, it was probably an hour-round trip, you know, uh, with me looking at games and stuff. And I remember offering him a dollar to make him feel better for what I did. And he's like, I don't want your dollar. <laughs> um, you know, my dad was great, but I was not that day. Um, but I remember picking up Kenneshedon, which is kind of a weird... Um, samurai side-scrolling kind of game. A um, few other games on there that I picked up, but uh, that was my kind of my my second system after the Nintendo, and I never loved it like I did the Nintendo. But to this day, I love to get a a Master System two again. Um, that's a system that kind of holds a place in my heart. And like I said, I did end up about five years ago getting a Master System one, and it works well. It plays all the same games, and it even does the hue cards. So that probably is the one to have. But just for my own personal nostalgia reasons, I'd love to get a Master System 2 again. Um, the Master Systems have all the all kinds of different games built into them. My, my current one has um, 3D uh, the 3D missile game, which name the name escapes me right now. But it actually did have the 3D glasses, which I did sell. You know me, right? Um, I knew I wasn't going to really use them. I kind of wish I kept them. Uh, they were they all all those glasses crack in the same spot. Mine did have the crack, but they were holding up. They were together. And they worked well enough. And um, I also had the, the phaser with it, which I sold as well. Um, uh, I think that's about it. At that point, I eventually made my way into the 16-bit era. I never knew a single person who had a TurboGrafx-16, which is, you know, arguably an 8-bit system. Um, and definitely never knew anyone with a Neo Geo. Um, so that was about it. I mean, before before the 16-bit started showing up, it was such a one-horse race here, and uh, at least in this part of America, that um, there wasn't really anything else out there realistically uh, until the the Sega Genesis hit the market and everything kind of blew up from there. So 
that's my quick history. Hope you guys enjoyed it, and uh, rock on. Six good games! Alright, we're on the home stretch here with our Six Good Games Neo Geo Edition. Eric, your idea? My idea was the, for the Neo Geo... I lost my notes. There we go. <laughs> Find your notes I got quickly. So I think we uh, kind of defined this as games that played on the Neo Geo arcade system, right? The big Correct. red in America, big red cabinet. Yep. Be it one slot, two slot, or four slot, I guess, and or the MVS home video system. That is correct. <laughs> yes. Not not any pocket things, not any uh, ports to different systems. And but... the majority of the games were made by Neo Geo SNK, right? That SNK, is correct. But yep. there are some that aren't. There, in fact, yep. there are some on my list that aren't. Yeah, so. there's some on your list there. will be interesting. Um, one I haven't heard of before, so... Oh, cool. Interesting. Okay. Right. Am I going well, first here? Sure. So the, my first one is Ghost Pilot. Ghost Pilot! Have you played Ghost Pilot? You know, not enough to remember it specifically, but I know it's a shmup. It is a shmup. And it's pretty much a basic shmup, so I'm not going to go into too much detail, but it... You, you fly a plane that has pontoons, so you're on the river, and you take off, and you are fighting kind of like a... I don't know, World War II era um, systems. Oh, you're going to bring that up, huh? Why not? Um, but the game is excellent. I mean, I, I, it, 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 it's very smooth. It's a, what you would expect from a Neo Geo game. Um, really great pixel art. Um, it, it, yeah, I think that's it. Ghost Pilots? Am Ghost I saying pilots it Pilots with an S. You're yeah. way off. And that totally makes sense. Ghost Pilots. I have played it, yep. There we go. Yeah, let's take a look. So, yep, see your pontoon pontoons. plane? Yep. It's got some I, kind I of... Remember, I played this fairly recently, actually, now that I remember you take off on this river below the foliage. Yep. And then you just... It's a pretty much a shmup. Uh, explosions are great. Um... Just a pretty much a typical shmup, but I mean, I love this game. I've played it for years. I've played it in the arcade. Uh, I remember one particular Neo Geo machine that I approached had like multiple games on it, and this was one that was on there, and it was awesome. Power ups. So anyway, it has a the uh, grenade or missile you can throw to the ground. Yep, which is cool. Adds a little variation to the gameplay. Yep. But yeah, solid. A lot of these Neo Geo games have the uh, have that look to them. I'm sure it's an SNK artist look yeah. thing. But one one thing I do like is when you die and you come back into the game, you kind of swoop in from the side. Your sprite's like gigantic and it kind of oh, gets yeah, smaller. See that? Yep. Um, I I don't know. I've it's I have fond memories of this game. I, I remember it was in a Seven Eleven by my house, and I'd uh, throw lots of quarters in it. So it's funny they say that because I I had a lot of nostalgia about. And there's only a few, there's two pizza places, a round table and a pizza factory. Yeah. Because we lived in a place where there wasn't a lot of people yet. Yeah. And um, they each had like three machines. And so those games had so much nostalgia for me, but I've gone back and played those games since, including the Neo Geo ones. Yeah. And they were terrible. (laughs) I I will say that I don't find a lot of, uh, like I like fighting games, but I don't like a lot of Neo Geo fighting games. They just seem to be too... uh, I don't know what the good word is for it. Persnickety? Yeah, well. How about persnickety? Sure. I just want to use that word. <laughs> I think they're a little like pedestrian. I don't I don't think the combos are great. I don't think the Huh. Okay. I don't know. I wouldn't even know. Yeah. 
So anyway, Ghost spoiled by the Street Fighter. Ghost Pilots. That's it. That's my choice number one. What's gotcha, yours? gotcha. Because this is interesting. If you go in order, uh, I will go in order. Money Idol Exchanger. Never heard of it. Really? Money Idol Exchanger. Never yep. heard of it. So it is a puzzle game. Obviously, so the Neo Geo, their main puzzle game would be like Puzzle Bobble, or mm-hmm. it's called um, what's it called in Japan and Europe? It's not called Puzzle Bobble. It's called oh, I'm totally blanking on it. Yeah, I can't remember. Man. Okay. Anyways. But this was a, a really cool um, game. Actually, yeah, kind of like... Well, it's kind of like the Neo Geo Pocket game. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, like puzzle for, Link? Puzzle Link. In the fact that you're shooting things up at at items that are coming down from the top. Okay. Um, but there's no linking necessarily. Yeah. So basically, you're exchanging money. Um, but the game is basically a player versus player game, kind of like Puzzle Bobble, um, in which you have a bunch of coins at the top of the screen coming down at you in different denominations. And, for example, if you can connect five one-cent pieces, or one, whatever you want to call it, but one-cent pieces, yeah, they'll make a five-cent piece. So it'll minimize it and make a five-cent piece. Yeah. Two five-cent pieces is what it takes to make a ten-cent piece, but ten, ten, or five ten-cent pieces make a fifty. Two fifties make a hundred. Five one hundreds make a five hundred. Two five hundreds would make a dollar, which disappears from the screen. So you're basically trying to. There's one button to pick up uh, money and another button to set it down. <clears throat> so you're grabbing money off of things, trying to or basically organize money on the screen. Yeah. In a way where it connects enough of that denomination to get consolidated into a smaller denomination. Nice. And then eventually, um, you know, if you get combos and stuff, it'll drop more money on the opponent screen. It kind of becomes like a puzzle fighter. Yeah. Kind of game that way. Oh, well, that's neat. Um, I don't think I've ever seen it before. Yeah, I'd love to pull it up if uh, <laughs> if there's a way you can talk about it. While <laughs> I can't talk about it because I've never played it before, but it sounds pretty well, cool. I'm trying to get to the P's over here, but... We'll P? I... I thought it was called Money Idol Exchanger. Oh, sorry. I'm... <laughs> It's uh, there you go, M. America's uh, educational system failing us once again. Twice in one episode, too. I know. So what's interesting about this game is it starts with the red Neo Geo scheme. Yeah. Which all Neo Geo games yeah. do. There we go. Hang in there. She tells you to hang in there. There's all kind of, I love any of these Japanese games where they have all these kind of, like, I think Americans use these expressions in yeah. these situations. Hang in there. There you go. So you got to pick your uh, Japanese anime character, right? Yeah. Here we go. Now I'm collecting ones. Put ones uh, there. Here's a bunch of hundreds. Put that there. Uh, there we go. Made a 500. Here's a 10. Here's a 10. I'll put it over there. Here's a 50. Here's a 50. I'll put yeah. it there. It makes a 100. I'll put it over there. I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty much like a, like a puzzle game, like a puzzle bobble, yeah. but it's... Uh, Using money instead of colored blocks or colored bubbles or whatever. I, just, I love these kind of games where you. This yeah. one seems like a very good one. I'm going to call it a falling block puzzle game, even though they're not really. I guess they're, they are falling in this. Yeah, kinda, but they definitely shoot, are. Shooting stuff up at them. So. It just has a unique name, Money Idol Exchanger. It's like almost like a very. It sounds really lame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. But it looks good. So it's I'd, a great puzzle game. The, the next two you had on this list, I knew you were going to pick if I didn't. So I let you take them because I knew they were your babies. Well, so. thank you. 
<laughs> so my next one is Neo Geo Turf Masters. And, uh, yeah. This is my favorite Neo Geo game. I've been a fan of golf games like this since the Commodore 64 when I played leaderboard golf. Leaderboard, yep. And it pretty much has the same kind of, almost exactly the same kind of, uh, I don't even know how to explain it, the, the way you golf is the same, but it's spruced up in Neo Geo Turf Masters. Yeah, it's made very quick and snappy yep. and arcadey. Yeah, and so you hit a button, a little bar goes, you try to get the bar to hit a line, and that is your accuracy. Um, you hit another one, it's how high or low you go. Um, but, I mean, that 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 kind of mechanism is, is in the C64 leaderboard as well. But, I mean, this and one... most golf games at this point. Yeah. I, mean, I think but, leaderboard really created that, to be honest. Yeah, I, exactly. It's it, been refined since. Mm-hmm. And Neo Geo Turf Masters doesn't luckily stray from that at all because a lot of golf games try to get all fancy the the controls for neo geo turf masters are easy and it's a lot of fun but the courses are where they shine i mean you get an overview of the course you get the you get had the distances uh you need to pick the right um irons and and woods to hit the ball as far as you can or as accurately as you can got to pay attention to the wind um it's it's a golf game, but it's a lot of fun. You begin the game by picking a golfer, which has strengths and weaknesses in certain areas, like accuracy or power. Um, you pick the golfer, and you you go to town trying to get as... Well, I like the scoring system. This is where it shines above leaderboard golf, like on this Commodore 64, is the scoring system based on the, the quarters you put in. You put a quarter in, you play the game. If you get a birdie... You get another hole. Yeah, you get another hole. So you can just keep that rolling. If you could do very well, you can keep rolling and not have to put another quarter in the machine. But if you start getting bogeys and you start... They say, over par! Yeah, then you start <laughs> losing that and then you will have to put another quarter in to continue. But you could keep putting quarters in and finish nine holes, eight holes, or you know, nine holes, 18 holes, whatever you want to do. Yeah, you could play it whole 18 holes on one quarter if you get birdies every single time. Yep. Except for a two, because if you get par, then it just takes... You can basically get three holes for a quarter. Yeah. And if you get par every time, you'll just keep putting a quarter in every three holes. Yeah. But if you keep getting birdies, you keep getting an extra hole. Yeah. It's got get, a lot if you of... Go, if you get a bogey, um, you lose a hole. It's got a lot of uh, um, characteristics to it. I mean, not character... What am I thinking of? Uh, charm. Yeah, yeah. Personality and charm to it. Um, like the little announcer between the... Between the golfing things, and I mean, if you if I you get you like says, a double but... bogey, you break your your club over your knee. Yep, exactly. Out of anger, it's really hard to quantify why this game is good because it's it. If you describe it, it's like every it's on other paper, yeah. every other golf game. Yeah, but it's quick and snappy, and it's arcadey, and it's fun, and it's complicated enough, but not overcomplicated. I love complicated <coughs> games like golf games. Yeah, but on an arcade machine, that just wouldn't work. Nope, but this is great. It's great for what it is. Even even like Mario Golf has more going, you know, right? More like a gradients on the green and spin <coughs> on the ball and backspin and a lot of other things. The more they add to golf games, it just seems the, you know, I, I want a game, golf game to be simple. And they they made the mechanics of quarters versus holes. I think they they nailed it. Because there's a game that you know my uh, Neo Geo Mini. Mm-hmm. There's a golf game in there, but it's not 
Neo Geo Turf Masters, which I think sucks. I haven't actually tried it yet, but I know it's there called is like another one. something Masters, yep. um, like Pro Masters, Golf, Golf Masters, or, or yeah, like something. All that generic stuff thrown into one title, and it's it's just not quite as good. It's not bad. It's just a little golf game, but it's not. It doesn't have the charm Neo Geo Turf Masters has. Yeah. So cool. Very cool. I'm glad you picked it because I was going to. If you didn't, <laughs> uh, my next one is Wind Jammers. Yeah. Which you probably knew I was going to pick. Uh, yeah. You know, the funny thing is we talk about Windjammers a lot. I don't have a lot of hours put into Windjammers, so I don't... I'm, I've never... I don't either. I, we need to sit down and just go for it. Yeah. Uh, again, I would have that. some beers and do that. So Windjammers is this... It's kind of like a fighting game, really, but it's... it's <sighs> Frisbee mixed with one-on-one soccer? I don't know how to describe it. Basically, you're... One of six characters, yeah, over the top kind of characters. Um, it there's like five or six different layouts and like courses, whatever. It's kind of like a tennis in that way, where right, you could be on clay, you could be on grass, you could be on whatever. Surfaces don't matter, but the goals are different. Um, so behind you is like a soccer goal, and uh, I'll t- get more t- get to more of that in a second. But basically, you're two straight out of the late eighties dudes with uh, neon red or neon pink Ray-Bans and green surfer shorts. And um, you're basically trying to throw a Frisbee past each other into a goal. Yeah. Um, If you hit certain parts of the goal, it's worth three points. Other parts of the goal are worth five. Um, So you're both a goalie and the offender at the same time. So you throw it to the other person. Um, If they catch it, they get to throw it back at you. And the momentum picks up. So if you throw it at them, they catch it and throw it back to you faster, and then you can catch it and throw it back even faster, and it kind of keeps picking up. Um, you can throw it at angles, so you can bounce it almost like air hockey. Yeah. Bounce it off of walls. And then um, you can also dive to catch it <laughs> rather than just like be there at the right time. You, you're sliding across the, the court trying to catch it, almost like volleyball. Um, sometimes you'll not quite get there, and you'll pop it up in the air, and you'll see it kind of come up towards you because it's a, more or less a top-down game. And when it pops up in the air and it comes back to you and lands on you, you can smash the button a bunch of times and you kind of build this power up and you can do your special move, which depending on which player you are is a different special move. Like it'll go in a weird pattern that's physically impossible or like one person will uh, throw it against the wall and it will just buzz against the wall straight across where the, whatever wall you throw it to. Yeah. Um, you can also do like a Street Fighter uh, arcing move with the joystick and it'll actually put some English on the disc and rather go in a straight line somewhere, it'll go at an angle. Kind of curve. Kind of curve, yep. And that's pretty much it. It's a, it's a game, one-on-one game where you're trying to knock out the other player. Um, you can get three points, you can get five points. Uh, I want to say they were like 60-second rounds, but the seconds are not real seconds. Yeah. They're really fast. And you do the best two out of three, and you move on. So it's very much like a fighting game mixed with Frisbee soccer volleyball. It's awesome. Um, there are a couple of little mini games in there. One where you are essentially throwing the frisbee at golf pins, and you try to knock down a bunch of golf pins. Uh, and then there's also one where you throw your frisbee to a dog and try to avoid all the people on the beach. Yeah, I don't even remember those mini games. It's been a while since I played it. Um, this was released by Limited Run Games. Uh, you can go to Best Buy and buy it on the Switch now. Yeah, I heard that it was available for Switch. I didn't know it was physical. I thought it was only digital. Yep, they have a, a Best Buy version. My only, the only reason I haven't picked it up is because I don't think they've added anything. It's almost like a direct copy, and it's like 35 so. bucks. Yep. 
for the game. So you got it on I your it right here. Fancy schmancy uh, fancy arcade schmancy. thing now. Windjammers. Windjammers is excellent. So my one, next one is a run and gun. This is one I knew you were going to pick, and this how, spot was know? left blank for a long time. Because you always talk about this. You're like, that's my favorite Neo Geo game. Yeah. And it's been blank sitting there, and I was waiting for you to put that in there. I'm like, when's he going to do it? Because I'm not going to take it. Shock Trooper I Second take it. Squad. It's a great game. Yeah. So Shock Trooper Second Squad is a run and gun. You are a soldier. You pick from, what is it, four different guys in the beginning, or is it three? I don't remember. And I On played the se- this. Second like, Squad, I don't know. I played mostly the first one. Yeah. So you pick a guy in the beginning, and they have different or things girl. about them. Or a girl. Yeah, exactly. And you... Um, Take your weapons and you start firing, and it's pretty much mayhem. Like, there's a ton of soldiers or things on the screen. There's vehicles that drive by. Um, there's power ups that drop, like different bullets. You can, and it changes the way your gun fires. Um, and your goal is just to get through each thing and get to a boss, fight the boss, move on to the next thing. There'll be these things like trains that come by and guys jumping off the train. You got to hit certain parts of the train to get it to blow up. Um, it's 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 really just your basic run and gun, but Neo Geo does such a great job with the graphics and the sound that it's, uh, it's a very not a, immersive game. So it's not a run and gun platformer side scroller. No, it's a top down kind of thing. Well, so I don't know if you played it, but I I always talk about Super C. Yeah, which is the second Contra. Yeah, and every first, third, fifth, seventh, those levels are standard Contra running guns, but the okay. other levels are basically top down. You scroll up. Yes, this is basically that. Right. Uh, or if you could imagine if Metal Slug is the um, Neo Geo version of Contra, then this is the Neo Geo version of a Commando. Yes, exactly. And there there, there's multiple directions you go. Sometimes you go up the screen, sometimes you go to the right. I mean, there are different directions you go, but... It's always kind of that perspective, though. That exactly. Kind of, yep. Yeah. Exactly. There's not much else to tell. You just got to play it. I mean, it's it is very solid, smooth. Good, fun. If you like, if you like Metal Slug... Yep. This is the commando version of it. I think yep. it's the best way to... I mean, I think about Metal Slug versus, like, uh, street, um, Streets of Rage kind of... I mean, Streets of Rage is even more kind of isometric, I guess, looking. It's hard to... I mean, you it's not the right... Em up. It's more of a shoot 'em up Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but this one's yeah, more of a shoot 'em up Yeah, yeah. I thought you are saying, yeah. 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 And you end up climbing up cliffs at some points and attacking people off cliffs. Yep. The detail they put into these games is so cool. Yep. And your next one here, I, I love this game. I totally forgot it was a Neo Geo game. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, okay. so go ahead and talk about it. <laughs> well, first of all, I want to touch on... So Windjammers, by the way, was a Data East game. Oh, was it? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's a Data East game. Um, Remember when we talked about I wore my Data East t-shirt and you asked me what my favorite game is? I should yeah. have picked Windjammers. <laughs> but you haven't put that much time in it. No, I haven't, but I mean, it's probably better than what I picked. What did I pick? Like a Kung Fu something? I think um, I picked a... It wasn't Bad Dudes. No, it's not the game I, I ever think about. Here you go. I'm loading um, Windjammers right now so you can see the big Data East logo. Yeah. And then it all makes sense because the way they're... Yeah, there it is. There yeah. you go. Hard to miss. Because the way the guys are drawn is, is very Data East. Yeah. Um, gosh, I love this game. Yeah. <laughs> so fast. <laughs> all right. I have to shut it down. Makes yeah. too much noise. So my last game I chose is actually a game I've never really played before, but I saw a lot of people put it on lists. They yeah. like it. Mm-hmm. And I did not want to pick a fighting game, and I did not want to pick a st- another Metal Slug, because I knew, yeah. Um, thought about um, 
uh, Magician Lord. Yeah, for a that's while. a good one. Yeah, that's one that was at my local place. I've actually tried to play that and just quarter feed my way through it, and it gets to the point towards the end where even a quarter feeding, you can't beat it. Like it's ridiculous. it just takes your quarters. Yeah, it and it's ridiculous. That's a, it's one of the games on my Neo Geo Mini, but I haven't even tried it yet. Yeah, because I was having fun with it, but then yeah, by the time you get to like one of the last levels, it didn't matter how many quarters I put into it, it's like I couldn't go an inch. Wow, it got ridiculous. So yeah. That one lost my list because of that. Okay. But I picked Nam 1975. Yeah. That's a great game. Which is... A I haven't v- played it in years, but... Vietnam Simulator, if you will. But yeah. it's, it's kind of unique, and that's why I kind of picked it. It's you, it's essentially you're just moving a reticle across the screen and shooting people that are shooting back at you. Almost like an Operation Renegade. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know that game as well, but yeah. Or what? Maybe basically, Operation you, Wolf. Am I Operation thinking of Wolf? Armor? I think yeah, yeah. Right I think I think I said the wrong thing. So you're moving a reticle around, shooting people who are running out and shooting yep. at you, and helicopters that turn and shoot at you, and tanks that tr- come out and shoot at you. Yep. Uh, but you are actually a character on the bottom of the screen that runs left and right along with your reticle. So if your reticle goes left and right, your ret- you will go left and right, but at yeah. a slightly different speed. So it's kind of tricky because you've got your first button to shoot. Your second button is to lob a grenade, mm. which will do a lot of damage, so yeah, that helps. Third button is to run. So if your reticle moves, it's hard to, to explain. If you're in the center of the screen, your reticle is above you, and you start moving to the left, your reticle will move faster than your character will. Yeah. But if you hold the run button down, they'll move at about the same speed. Okay. So you kind of have to like catch up to your reticle and move. Like it, 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 doesn't, it sounds really complicated, but it works. Yeah. Um, you just if you don't know about that run button, which yeah. you wouldn't unless you watch the instructional video before you start, you wouldn't have a chance. You need to have that run button to get away from certain things. Right. Um, but yeah, it's just a blast fest. You're shooting things and blowing up tanks and yeah, even buildings. You just, why not? I'll blow up the building. Every once in a while, they'll, they'll do that thing where the bad guy, you know, the uh, the opposing military has. You know, some buxom blonde in their arm while they're shooting at you, and you have to shoot them and not her. And yeah, what's cool about it is if you save her, she runs to your side. I guess you give her a firearm because she starts shooting with you. Oh, that's nice. Um, I don't remember that. Yeah, and then it got to I got to I want to say the third level when I played it this time, where I couldn't get past the boss and I couldn't figure out how to get past it without dying constantly. Yeah, but it's a blast. Yeah, great game. Yeah, you know, Neo Geo in general, like, I, it's always one of those things I wanted to collect for, but talk about pricey, and it's always been that way. Yeah. I mean, Neo Geo, like, real Neo Geo stuff is, uh, whew. I think you and I are in the same boat where we'd love to get a cab. Well, I would. Either a two-slot or a four-slot. Yep. And I'd love to get one or two real games, and then you can either get the um, the EverDrive. They make an EverDrive for they it, do. but it's really expensive. Yep. But I was thinking about that because they also have like 161 in one for That's like right. dirt cheap. Yep. And my, my, I had a buddy named Steve that I haven't talked to in a couple of years, but when we were talking a lot, he, he got one and he got one of the first ever drive type things that came out for it. And it was, I mean, God, that would be the way to go because those games are so expensive per game. Yeah. Even for basic games, like if you try to get Metal Slug on there, it's going to, I don't I don't know what the going rate is nowadays. Which is funny for me because it's even, the market's littered with uh, reproductions. Yep. So I don't understand how the full price games are still that much, but I don't know. They're so pricey. Cool. So, all right. What are we looking forward to, Eric? 
What are we looking forward to? I'm looking forward to playing um, Zvi. Uh, <laughs> you brought that up multiple times. You're yep. not going to forget about it. I get it. I get it. But I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it. Um, I'm looking forward to trying out more games on the GameCube because it's a library that is unexplored for me. So with that mod chip that I installed, I'm going to try to get wanna, more games. I want to find that mod chip. I'd love to do that. Yeah, it is pretty easy to install. I so. still want to do the Dreamcast one, too. That one's even easier. The Dreamcast one's easier. You don't. There's no soldering really with the yeah. Dreamcast one. So I like to solder. Well, if it, the the uh, with the Dreamcast one, it's nice to do the battery. There's a battery mod that you can do while you're in there, mm-hmm. and it adds a battery so that it'll save your settings because you want to replace the one that's currently in yeah, there. Yeah, the anyway. coin cell. So you want to get one that has like a coin cell not soldered in there. You can install a little caddy for it so that you know gotcha. it's that. And it's that's the easy one to do while you have it open. And I did do that on mine. So yeah, it's a good mod. But that one's a beautiful mod. Cool. Yep. So what are you looking forward to? I have a Macintosh two that I need to recap. Yeah. Nice. Um so I kinda did some research online and of course every time I look up anything, that's always the response, recap it. And I'm like, Oh duh. Um but if you remember that one I it loads up the hard drive works and everything but it'll just shut down after like five minutes yeah um power supply maybe everyone tells me that's a common failure on those things when they need to be recapped well i would recap it first always that's my first go-to move so i guess there's a lot in there it looked like like 25 but okay recapping is easy it's kind of fun i like like recapping so i'll put some new capacitors in there see if that fixes it and um Honestly, I'll probably move that one on because I've got an LC3 that's smaller, skinnier, and can do more. Yeah. But people love their Macintosh 2s, and they can have them. Cool. Kind of like the Quadra I moved on, but I'm keeping my Apple II GS, and I'm keeping my uh, LC3. I think those are my keepers. Awesome. So I haven't even tried that PowerPC or or the uh, other one yet. I've got two two or three machines I haven't even turned on yet and tried them. Yeah. Good little projects. Winter's coming, as there they say. Go. Winter's coming. Winter's coming. Cool. Um, I think, I don't know if we never talked about it, but next week, for, or next week, I always next say week. that, next month for our six good games. Yeah. I had a few ideas, but do you have one in mind? I don't have anything in mind, so we'll run something by me here. I have a couple ideas. I had uh, import console games. Yeah. Um. I love import console games, specifically on the PlayStation systems. Okay. Um, I had MSX games, because we both have MSXs now. Yep. Um, Wii games, I thought would be an interesting one, because that's a much unloved system that... uh, There's a lot of good games out there that people don't really know about. That's true. I have a Wii, but it's not hooked up. It's one of my few rare systems. It's just... It's in a box somewhere. Yep. Any of those sound interesting? I would like to do MSX or sequels. Oh, sequels I put down there too. That's yeah, right. Yeah, you did. Because that sounds interesting. Um, let's do sequels. You do sequels? I, I want to get to MSX eventually, but we've, I'm trying to get us away from the uh, 80s microcomputer stuff for a little bit. Yep. Sequels for, for any platform. Just Got any it. sequels. Yep. Yeah, well, let's do it. As long as there's a game that says two, three, or more. And then what was the other one? So we want to pick... Um, Battle of the Systems? Battle of the Systems. We're I had a few do... options on there. I was thinking about this one, which was the Adventures of Batman and Robin. I've never played it. 
which are two completely different games on two completely different systems, Genesis and Super NES. Let's just do it. Done. Gavel right. down. We know what we're doing. Glad we could plan on air with y'all. Awesome. If you guys have any suggestions for our Battle of the Systems yep. or uh, six good games segments, I can't wait to see what we're doing in like three years when yeah. we're totally out of ideas. We're going to be like, six good games that have bugs in them. Could be. Yeah. <laughs> like bug kind of games. Yeah. Start with an H. <laughs> or dumb ideas like games with Gaiden in the title. <laughs> I actually found some good games that way, so I was, I was pretty happy. I just heard you. <laughs> cool. <laughs> oh, Chun-Li. Whoa! Uh, all right. Well, all right, cool. That's a, that's a wrap, my friend. We will see you all in, uh, I guess, two more weeks. That's right. In uh, August, September. September. Yeah. <laughs> I had to say it in my head. Don't worry about it. But until then... Keep in mind, it's dangerous Dangerous to to go go alone. Thank you again for listening. You can find episode information and show notes online at pixelguiden.com. Please follow us on Twitter at pixel underscore guiden. And you can also follow Eric at theproject. That's D-U-H project. You can also follow Cody on Twitter at oddball49. That's O-D-D-B-A-1-1-4-9. Please leave a review to help get our podcast listed higher up on the show rankings. We would also love to hear from you with any comments or input. So hit us up on our email at podcast at pixelguiden.com.